to episode 19 of the Rated NA Podcast for NerdAppropriate.com. We're here. Yeah! Yeah, man. Wow. Two Jack and Cokes. I'm ready we're, to go. We are almost to episode 20. Almost. I was just saying to my wife on the way here that I had no faith that we'd ever make the 20 episodes. I, uh, yeah. That's a lot. That's a we're lot. We're probably actually getting close to... We missed like, what, three weeks yeah. probably? So we're pretty close to half of a year of doing podcasts. It's 20, pretty crazy. Yeah, 26 wow. weeks would be half a year. That's yeah. impressive. With pre- pretty pretty regular with it too. It's not just like we... Yeah, we've missed, I mean, you know... People get sick. The joke of us being behind or whatever on putting them out. But we, we've only missed, I think, three of actually doing them live. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want one, to say three, maybe four. One was for being out of town. You guys, like, I was getting we back were out to of town. town. You guys yeah. went out of town to PAX. And then I think one week we're all sick. One week so we're all we... sick. And one week I think we just honestly were so ridiculously busy that we decided that it was probably a good night to not do it. Yes. But I like we're... not doing them, though. I like keeping them regular. We're consummate professionals now. I, I do as well. We're, we're all set. We're ready like, to go. Like, keeping them going is a, is a dead chat room tonight, so... Probably not going to be a ton of interaction. We can just so make our own fun. A little bit later. They, they may show. They may show. You never know. If you know. build it, they will show up in your chat room. Yeah. So, Scott's back from his moon of yeah. bunnies. I realized uh, this week that the Nintendo 3DS comes out this Sunday, which is much sooner than I thought it was. You're jumping in the news already, man? Sheesh. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm kind of just... <laughs> I don't, it's not really news, because I'm just talking about it. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, you getting it? Yes. Release really? Day, really? Yeah, so... Did I you mean, already pre-order it? Yeah. You gonna get the submarine game? Uh, I, I mean, I've, I've heard <laughs> things, but to me, like, I've never been a fan of What's those. What's the wing game? Pilot Wings? Wings? Oh, you have to get that. Yeah. Pilot Wings is great. Pilot Wings 64 was, like, probably one of the Icarus, three games right? in the 64. Yeah, I don't, I don't think the Kid Icarus is a launch title. No, of course not, because there are no launch titles for this. I think the Nintendo launch title is Pilot Wings. Yeah. And, like, that's kind of like a, an old Nintendo standard. Cats, right? And that cats and dogs. Yes, time. both. Yeah. Sweet. So it's like, you get your Pokemons all on the same Sweet. cartridge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I, I'm pretty stoked about the Pilot Wings. I think, <laughs> I think I'm going to pick that one up. That's, like, your, that's your game of choice. That was a really good game back in the day. And yeah. I can see that using the 3D really well. The only know? thing that uh, a friend of mine pointed we out We played that me, endlessly back yeah. in the day. Yeah, we do play In the, the rocket pack, just trying to land on those little bubble. Oh, you know, yeah. You have yeah, to rocket pack it. and land on the bubbles. and Skydiving was freaking hard. Uh, someone pointed out to me, though, that this one is actually Pilot Rings Resort. So all they did was they just took all the graphics from, like, Wii Sports Resort. It feels like they kind of just ported a bunch of stuff over to this and not really yeah. built for this. I'm yet. a little concerned. Yeah. I looked at the launch title lineup, and there are very few original. I feel like these, these companies are rushing to, to release now, like the Kinect and the 3DS and all that stuff. I feel like they are rushing to get it out before... You know, competition has their version of whatever. I guess is what it is, because it seems like the release titles for all of these have been really scant. I where, guess. like where, the Move and the Connect yeah. and the 3DS, like they're all like, it's out, and you're like, cool, what is out for it? And they're like, we made a, a game, we play some sports. Yeah, yeah. and you're like, what? No, I agree. Like, where's our? Where, I want my second generation of Connect games. But I can say that. Dude, that game was that one. I know we talked about it last time. That Child of Eden game was fucking. It impressive. looked pretty great. Yeah, yeah it really like, looked great. I think for for no less than just to show that that they are moving the tech forward. Too, yeah, so. it looked I mean, like that's going to come. Yeah, yeah, it was reactive, like crazy reactive. Mm-hmm. I mean, right now they're still releasing games that are more like, like in applications almost. So it's like yeah, like tra- train your brain. You're like I want 
I don't want to do that. There's yeah. other ways to do that. Like, not for $60. Yeah. You know? What do you think about the marketplace for the 3DS? What do you think about this idea of... Uh, I haven't seen it. Are they doing, like, an online, like, yeah, the WiiWare? Are they yeah, continuing yeah. that? Isn't it? Am I totally making things up? Uh, I'm, I'm assuming that... I haven't read too much about the 3DS because I'm not the Nintendo guy, but um, I think the marketplace is similar to um, to Xbox Live Marketplace, where you I, can buy, you know... I would be okay with that because... because even though I haven't used, like, I don't use my Wii as much as I used to. I haven't used it as much as I used to. Yeah. Uh, but occasionally I will read about a WiiWare title, and I'm like, oh, wow, that actually looks really good. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, if that's what enables smaller studios to develop, like, better right. experiences on the 3DS than what the major publishers can do in more time, yeah. then I'm all for it, you know? No, I, guess, I, I totally agree. Is Madden a release on it, too? Yeah, I think there's, there's going to be a Madden. Oh, I don't yeah, know, yeah. I don't know if it's going to be a launch title of last year's or... I mean, obviously, this year we'll have Street Fighter. I don't know. I think in order for handhelds to be successful, they need to be... Um, I don't care if they use other, you know, licenses or other IPs or whatever. I just think they need to make good original games and stop porting in old crap. Mm-hmm. Like, the big, everyone's really excited about playing Zelda. But right. it's freaking, like, Zelda from the N64. Yeah, yeah. Like, really? Can't we yeah. just build a new Zelda title? I like, what the fuck that. is Nintendo doing right now? What right. are they building? Nothing. Yeah. Like... If they're building something, we don't know what it is. You like, you know what's gonna shine on the 3DS is a game like Paper Mario, where they like, yeah, kinda, they kind of bend like, like change the, the concept. They bend the visuals, like you know, the whole paper concept mm-hmm. and turning like side to side in 3D, mm-hmm. like that kind of stuff worked well even on the Wii. So yeah. on the 3DS, where it's actually in 3D, mm-hmm. like you can probably do something like turn it to look behind a bush and like, oh, there's a coin block or something, yeah. Which, yeah. which is the totally the kind of stuff that works in that game. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, I think you need to, like. Also, like when you when you get a chance to play it, um, like w- it butchers the frame rate of whatever you're playing because mm-hmm. you're you're you know dealing with it basically doing doing dual images and so like the Resident Evil game we talked about um, Mercenaries, it actually goes from 60 frames per second to 30 frames per second. Oh wow! When you have it in 3D mode and when you turn it off, it, it's much more fluid. So when I was playing it, I was like, man, this is kind of sluggish and kind of slow. It looks ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Or like, how does this even work? Like it's I've heard much. the same with, with Street Fighter. Yeah. Everybody said the moment you turn the 3D on, you're like, eh, it just kind of like cuts the game's like fluidity. Yeah. Down. Sure. I mean, it looks great, but I think for games like Paper Mario where you don't need right. like an action sort of pacing, yeah. that's fine. Like playing an RPG in, in 3D would be great. I've, I've, always, I've always felt like for the last couple of generations that you pretty much now buy a Nintendo to buy the first party games. Yeah. You know, and it's like, if something else comes along made by a different studio, then, like, awesome value added, but right. all I really expect to do is play, like, a Zelda game, a Mario game, like, Mario RPG, Paper I Mario. Think, I think know? that's what makes this $250 price tag so heavy to me. Oh, that's, it's that, really heavy. That, it just seems a really like a high like, bar. I'm like, God, man, like, and, and I don't, I'm not even a PSP guy, but if you put the NGP versus the 3DS at the same price, I feel like I'm leaning NGP now. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's just much higher tech, and I feel like it's going to get supported a lot better. Yeah. I mean, I feel like it's just because it's in my heritage that, like, Oh, yeah. I, mean, I just, I, I know have to you're get getting it, but... Yeah. Do you think that, um... I need new Xbox if Nin- for it. If Nintendo made another, uh, let's say, the next generation console, two years when there's next generation mm-hmm. consoles, do you think Nintendo's going to be part of that race? Or do you think they're going to bow out and just stick with their handhelds? No, I, I think they're going to keep going. And I can't name the Wii, dude. It's like as much as we don't play it, that that thing sold. It did, but the sales are abysmal right now. They're, they're yeah, not but who's left to buy them yeah. at this point? It's like they've yeah. sold into every market. And the thing is, like one hundred and eighty dollars now. It's yeah, like, yeah. It, it's true, but it's also um, 
developers don't like developing for those systems. Well, anymore. but I think I think the moment that the 360 and the PS3 were able to drop price down towards where the Wii was, mm-hmm. the Wii was done. Like it, mm-hmm. it was no longer. If if a family goes into X or Best Buy and looks at the two hundred dollar Xbox that they can get or the hundred and eighty dollar Wii, their kid's gonna want the Xbox right now, unless there's some screaming title on the Wii that I'm unaware of. That yeah, well, I mean, like know. I said, like that was the problem with the game like Epic Mickey, where yeah. Um, if you come from the Xbox or the PS3, and then, like, the first thing you notice, is, unfortunately, are those graphics, and you're like, oh, man, here we go. Yeah. And then, like, once you acclimate again to being on the Wii, it doesn't really... Right. It doesn't really bother you that much, and then you can kind of, like, focus on, like, the gameplay or whatever else, but it's it's hard to get back into that, and I really hope that in this next release, they at least embrace, you know... Full oh, they're like gonna have, they have to be. Yeah, God, they're gonna have to. They're so freaking stubborn. That's what pissed me off about Nintendo. Mm-hmm. Like last to embrace, they like stuck with cartridges, and then they're like, "No, we're not gonna go full full but, CD size. We're gonna make yeah. baby CDs because they're cooler looking." Yes, yeah, but yet at the same time, the point was made that they are the first ones to innovate controls. Every yeah, time. they yeah, are. They're the first to do a lot of things, and then the last to do a lot of other things, things yeah. which is really bizarre. Like mm-hmm. a really. Yeah, it was like when the Wii came out, they made that some article pointed out that every major controller, uh, like mod or change that happened, happened because Nintendo yeah, did it like first. the first to have a D pad and buttons, like first, first D pad thumbstick, shoulder buttons, buttons. rumble true. pack. They no, were first to have a rumble pack. Yeah, I remember the N sixty four had that big honking rumble pack. It was like lifting weights to use yeah. that fucking controller. The uh, first analog had the first analog, first analog stick. Yeah, I mean they just they're giant like, plastic. Like some, somehow they were the first ones with controller innovations every time, but mm. the last ones with hardware and you know game. I, maybe that speaks to the Japanese style of like you know Americans are like make it faster, bigger, and stronger. Give yeah, four hundred yeah. gig hard drive and ten eighty p output. And yeah. everybody's like, can it do that yet? And like, no, there's no game that can actually utilize that yet. Yeah. But you know. Yeah. Although the PS3 is Japanese and it's it's a freaking sure. monster. It, it really does go to, like, I mean, we, we talked about before and Scott just did a thing on Japanese gaming. Um, you know, the number one selling game in Japan's Monster Hunter on yeah. the PSP. This yeah. dated, dated ass, old looking fucking game where you're just like, really? This is the most, you know? And yeah. like, I don't think graphics and like, like hardware mean as much no. to the Japanese audience. And that's why, you know, they're willing to, like, stick with a system like the Wii yeah. if it has titles that are addictive, you know. I think addictions really... All that stuff that we talked in the article, like, collecting, like, yeah, this yeah. whole, like, grinding thing yeah. is just, like, stuff that... Mm-hmm. Like, now that American companies are making games, like... like Mass in, Effect. Yeah, like, in an American <laughs> style, it's kind of like... Now we see the difference. We're like, oh, you can yeah. actually do this other stuff. Yeah. I don't mm-hmm. have to get, like, the high score anymore. You know, and I was talking to, we were, we went, our friend Adam had a birthday, we need that on the podcast at some point, our friend Adam had a birthday this weekend, and we were over at his house hanging out, and we were talking about different styles of games, and the, and the point I brought up was that, that I can't play any RTSs anymore, like, and they were like, my that was literally my favorite kind of game growing mm-hmm. up, that's all I played, and Shining Force and all those games I played a ton of, mm. and, um... Oh, like those tactical kind Tactical of games? games and the RTSs, like the StarCraft, and oh, the, okay, and sure. the Warcraft, yeah. and the... And the Shining Forces and whatever. Um, and he made the point, it's PSP. He's like, it's the only place that those games show up on anymore. They're, like, they're on the PC somewhat. Mm-hmm. But no, it's true. Like yeah. the, the, the Valkyria Chronicles yeah. and all that stuff and shows there, up on the PSP. And actually a lot, of the, a lot of the other RPGs are on the DS now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like that's like a RPG machine. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. Like, like, like the old JRPG style. Yeah. Oh, that, yeah. yeah, that's what I mean. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah, JRPG for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing I think is interesting about the 3DS, and then, and then we can move on or whatever, is that 
Um, speaking of innovation, like, this isn't the first time they've tried to do 3D. Oh, no. You know what I mean? Like, in a system, and, and the thing that kind of builds on uh, that is that the Wii is also not the first time they tried to do motion. Did you have a Virtual Boy? I no, I, that's, the only, that's the only thing I've never Somebody had. Somebody had it. I played it, though. Maybe Adam? Maybe Tim had it. Adam oh. didn't have it, I don't think. But, like, they did 3D before. They also did motion before with yeah. um, the Power Glove yeah, and, yeah. like, Rad Racer. So this is, like, they're kind of returning to territory that people may have forgotten about, you know, so... We want, this is a total tangent. Yeah. But I'll try to keep it brief somewhat. Uh, we watched, there's a new podcast that Kevin Rose is doing called Foundation. <clears throat> it's really good. It's about uh, entrepreneurs, you know? Mm-hmm. And he just talks oh my to us. He talks to them about, he talks, <laughs> this is like the creator of Second Life. Yeah, And yeah. the... The guy who started Twitter, you know, mm-hmm. who invented Twitter. He's, like, talking to those guys, and the guy from Twitter made a really good point. He was like, sometimes you release things, and it's just not the right time. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I, he said he did Twitter in 2000. He had the idea. And he tried to do something with it, and he realized that he couldn't get the, like, network connections that he needed to, like, make Twitter work well, mm-hmm. which is just fast. Just, you know, shoot it out to your phone and shoot an email out and do this, and, like, everything happened immediately. It just couldn't happen in 2000, and, and he showed it to a bunch of people, and everybody was kind of like, eh. I don't get it. Like, no. yeah, I don't really yeah. think it's, it's like, I don't really, mm-hmm. you know. And he was showing it to, like, the other guys that ended up starting it with him mm-hmm. six years later. So he said he just kind of, like, was like, all right, just put it away, and kept working, did other things for six years. And then in 2006, they, the this funny story behind it is that they, they were working for this company called Odeo that did podcast stuff. Mm-hmm. It was basically, like, a big podcast directory. You know, you'd list your podcast there, and people would find it really easily. And uh, they went to do a big release push on Odeo. I was like, this is our new thing. It's a big thing. And iTunes released their podcast thing uh, like two weeks before they were going to release Odeo. Oh. And they said in two weeks they already knew they lost. They said they were like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> like, Apple beat us <laughs> and destroyed us. Yeah. So that's, that's, when they they, that's when they were trying to find ideas. And that's, that's where Twitter started mm-hmm. because that's of awesome. that. Really but yeah, I mean, it's the same thing with Nintendo. I feel like they kind of just tossed some stuff out there, and then they were like, the tech is totally not ready for this yet, mm. and then pulled it back in, and then they were like, here you go again, we're doing yeah. it again, you know? And you just mm. reminded me of something else. I remember at E3, I think maybe two or three years ago, they introduced, like, the Wii Vitality Sensor, which was nothing yeah. more than, like, a, probably, like, a GSR kind of thing, yeah, yeah, heart rate monitor or whatever, and, um, like, nothing ever happened with that, so maybe... You, you know, feel like, you know... <laughs> In a year, some huge thing's gonna come. Yeah, out. they're gonna. It's like something you wear on your wrist. We Fit Plus. It's, we're gonna have games that like like uh, change based on your, um, you know, like your stress level. Your stress level, stuff. yeah, and that would be amazing. And they're gonna be like, "Well, we tried to sell this to you like four years ago. And you yeah. didn't want it, yeah. and like now you think it's amazing." There's yeah, a lot of useless tech out there. You know, oh, Nintendo's stuff. great at trying to make you buy useless crap. Yeah, but well, I bought the <laughs> uh, the graphics expander to play Perfect yeah. Dark. You know, and, <laughs> yeah, and Donkey I Kong I or whatever that was. <laughs> so and plug us in so our system's actually worth a shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like and what? Sega did the same thing. Oh, man. I, twice over. I really? had a Sega CD. Like you the 32X. Stack I never had the 32X, but I had. Oh man, you had to put the 32X. Those stacked, right? You just put the you put the 32X in the the drive for the cartridge. Yeah, and then you put the 32X cartridges in that. Um, and then the Sega CD plugged into <laughs> yeah. the, the Genesis. They didn't let the Genesis go. They just were, they were like, "This is the only system we've ever sold. Please yes. don't get rid of it." What a beast! That's very true. Yeah, Missed I had it. Thing. That was I think my, I still have one in the garage. That was my uh, system. The you guys were all Nintendo dudes. I was a Genesis. Yeah, Sega Actually, guy. Only. I think I was more of a Sega guy. I had a Sega. I had a Master System before I had a Nintendo. My neighbor had a Master System. I was so jealous, man, because all I wanted to play was Alex Kidd, and I never could. Yeah. 
That's double the master dragon, system man. at my house. Uh, your double dragon was so much better oh, than the so much NES better than Nintendo's double dragon. Mm-hmm. And it? then the uh, Shadowrun was so much better than Nintendo's Shadowrun, the one on uh, Sega. Master System was awesome. Phenomenal game. So good. Yeah. Space Harrier with those fucking glasses. And miss- Dude, we would play... Okay, so... Missile Party with Those controllers were so poorly designed... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Your hands. ...that we would play them... We'd play Space Harrier just, like, endlessly. And I would come home, and my mom would be like, what did you do? My palm would be swollen. Like, yeah. Like, this huge swollen palm. I'm like, I just played Sega all day. I don't know. And uh, sure enough, it was just those controllers are so horribly designed. They just Super hard. Speaking of space Harrier, did you see in Bayonetta? The space oh, there was, level? there was a total like nod like to the music. Were you like, yeah, music and everything? Really? And you're flying forward and you're do- just it, shooting. It, it was space Harrier because yeah. it was Sega. Sega just was like, we're going to yeah. throw a bunch of Sega references in this game. Afterburner. We played a lot of Afterburner. Yeah, Afterburner mm-hmm. was he had good the, too. The, oh uh, man, joystick. I didn't have that. Yeah, I played a lot of the gun game though with the 3D glasses. Yeah, yeah, it's hard. It was really hard. It's a good good system. Ah, uh, nostalgia. Yeah, it was a good system. Oh. So, ATATs, ATATs by. <laughs> no, I, I think this is clearly probably the the biggest tech news of the week. Uh, long rumored Sprint was going to merge with T-Mobile. Very long rumored that that was going to happen, and Sprint was kind of toying around with what they were going to do. Out of the blue, I mean, and not just to me, this is apparently to the industry, out of the blue, AT&T announces Sunday that they're buying T-Mobile for $39 billion. From Deutsche Telekom. From Deutsche Telekom in Georgia. In uh, Germany. Germany. In um, Georgia. So it's something like, uh, I think I want to say $27 billion cash and then like $12 billion in stock options. Something along those Did lines. Did you hear that if the deal doesn't go through, AT&T still has to pay Deutsche Telekom $3 billion? $3 billion. Deutsche Telekom put some rough little things in there. So AT&T is trying to grease the wheels to make sure this goes through FCC approval. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if it will, though, man. That's, it's it's Dude, it's a close one. Bordering on Monopoly. They're going to have something like... Uh, <laughs> That's really getting close. They're going to pass Verizon by far. They're just oh, going to yeah. like yeah, leap yeah, yeah. over Verizon in size. What is it? It'll be 130 million customers at the end of the day. And if you figure... To put that number into, into perspective, I think the last census numbers came out said we have 310 million people total in the mm. U.S. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's almost 50% of the population will be under AT&T. That's crazy. Yes. Terrifying. It means they can set the bar wherever they want to. They would have 130 million. Verizon's at 90 million or 100 mm-hmm. million, somewhere right in that right number. Right I think. And then uh, Sprint, poor little Sprint, is somewhere down in like the 20 year. Kind of makes you want to go to Sprint. It does. I, I mean, I'm actually I'm debating carriers right now. My problem is that Sprint's not going to solve one of my problems, which is I want to have coverage when I go to different places. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like unfortunate. I looked at the maps and I was like, that's really sad. Well, I mean, you and I, like, you know, and this kind of segues into the PAC stuff, um, we had varying experiences with telephone yes. carriers. When mine would work, yours would not work. When yours would work amazingly, mine would not work Well, at all. mine would work, and reason being, I think, being how Spectrum works, yours would work when we were in a crowded small area. Yeah. Because yours could handle that kind of load. And then when we would go into the city parts, yours was just like, we're in a major city, now my phone's just going to half work sometimes. Yeah. Because you didn't just die. No, 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 It was yeah. just like in and out. Like, you were just down. like in and out. A whole lot. Mine was the moment I went into an area where there was more than 10 people, mm-hmm. I no longer had service. Mm-hmm. And then when I went outside into like where no one has T-Mobile in Boston, they were just like, oh yeah, totally fine. Here uh, you go. Yeah. So 
Yeah. And to clarify, I have AT&T with and I have an iPhone 3G. And I have Verizon. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. we're... You know, it's... Men of different walks I, I am of life. not super happy about this. I mean, there was still part of this... Well, it didn't make one decision. I'm leaving T-Mobile. Like, I was still, like, towing, like, well, we could stay yeah. T-Mobile, you know? It's not horrible, uh, yeah. but I'm not going to be AT&T. So I, they'll get the Nexus as well, then. Well, here's what's weird. They're, from what everyone can gather, T- AT&T is buying this strictly to get the Spectrum to do LTE. Okay. Which is like their real 4G. Because mm-hmm. AT&T and T-Mobile currently don't really have actual 4G. They have, it's called HSPA+, and it's like bordering on what 4G is. Sure. But if you actually compared it to Verizon and Sprint's real 4G, it's, it's not really 4G. It mm-hmm. doesn't follow LTE standards. So... What's surprising is that they, because the Spectrum numbers don't match, like the Nexus won't work on AT&T's network. Okay. And the iPhone won't work on T-Mobile's. Oh, I see. So like, I don't know what they're necessarily going to do. And it's not like, it's not like Apple's going to be like, oh yeah, here's another version of the iPhone for mm-hmm. you. They're not going to change the radio on it. So yeah. Yeah. I don't know what's going to happen to that kind of thing. From what everybody can tell, they're basically saying like, you know, pretty much what it sounds like is you're still going to be a T-Mobile network person. Oh. But you'll be paying AT&T's prices. Wow, that's mm. not awesome at all. No, it's definitely not. Possibly. And maybe things are different. I'm not by any means a phone tech. So, yeah. But I mean, it, I think the scariest thing to me, and Ash kind of alluded to it, is that they uh, will basically hold 50% of the, of, of the world, of the country's population. Verizon's got the other one. All that has to happen is the two of them go, hey, this is how we're going to price things, and it's over. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. You can't, like, right. what are you going to do? Yeah, you don't know, PCS. Like, yeah, see, I was thinking, yeah, if you only want coverage in the town that you live in. Yeah, right? exactly. I was thinking about, you know, like, this kind of reminds me of what happened with cable, where it's like, oh, you only have one choice for cable when right. you live somewhere now. Is that ridiculous? Yeah. So, it's, that's like, changing slowly. With, well, the, with the options of U-verse and Verizon and uh, stuff. Yeah. Slowly with fiber, changing. Yeah. But not very fast. But I was wondering, I was wondering, like, then Google. I thought to myself, could I make this, like, kind of leap of faith and just go with a dumb phone? Like, in whatever the cheapest plan is, or just prepay, prepay like, $10 a month and just be like, fuck it, I don't care anymore. I don't, you know, I'm just going to live without it. I can't. Yeah, Uh, it's impossible. I I mean, I can't because I do business on my phone. See, I was trying to think of a way where it's like, could I get along without having constant access to, like, email and all this other shit? I mean, like, yeah. I was answering emails on the Disney trolley today. Yeah. And, like, it's very handy to be able to do that, you know? Just yeah, well, like, especially you have, like, a... I mean, this thing's stronger than this thing. It probably is. <laughs> like, probably sadly, is. your iPhone is most likely as strong, if yeah. not stronger, than your Dell laptop. It is poor thing. There, there was a point in our lives where we, we didn't have that stuff, you know what I mean? So right. It was, it was the only, very, but the only yeah. argument I would make to that is that that point in my life, I was not running another business yeah. and a manager. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I'm aware of all that stuff, right. and I know like what the demands are now, but it's like... And, and back then, people did have smartphones that were just Blackberries or Windows phones yeah. that still hooked into their Exchange accounts and all that. Like, mm-hmm. that stuff has existed for a very long time. It's just now the regular Joes can get it. Mm-hmm. So what I was thinking was, is like, what choice do you have if you don't like if you don't want to play ball by their rules? Like, Sprint. I mean, like yeah. really, what would have to happen is people would have to just go, you know, it's, screw it. I don't want the coverage. I don't need the coverage. Like, I mean, if I didn't feel like we may move at some point or that we traveled enough, right. I would I would not care as much about having a different company. It's just that I, I'm I've been getting frustrated as of late with T-Mobile's coverage and Sprint's is no better. Yeah. It's like the same. It's like this weird spidery map that covers only the major highways 
in major cities. And that's it's just it. unfortunate because like eventually there will be less choice, and then choice yeah. like, not having choices hurts the consumer. Oh, then, totally. then the government buys AT and T, and then we're fucked. No, then it's the man. You want to know what really happened? <laughs> this, this is my my prediction, mm-hmm. which is not a real prediction, but this is basically what I think would happen if this were to come true. Is that uh, somebody like Google will just come along and be like, "Oh, we just bought a bunch of Spectrum out, and here's some phones. Go ahead, use our network for half the price." Oh, like someone else will just like, somebody will just completely flip, flip the model flip on its head, and cut it. Yeah, because it's what they've done in every market. Every market, Google just mm-hmm. comes in and goes like, "Oh yeah, GPS is awesome. Here it is for free." Yeah, and you're like, "Really? Like, yeah. Oh yeah, totally free. Just go ahead. Yeah, turn by turn directions. Everything. Don't even worry about it. Here you go. It's totally free." Yeah, and you're like, "Wow, seriously?" And then they're like. Oh man, long distance is a bitch, and Skype's even you pay for that. Have Google Voice for free. Yeah. They're like, what? Yeah. They're like, yeah, totally free. Just take it. Don't even worry about it. We just it. want your data. We'll put it on your yeah. phone. We don't want that's your all money. they want. They just yeah. want you using their service so they can get your data and then they can sell ads. There's so many things like throughout history that have been like dick moves, like long distance fees. Dick move. Oh yeah. Like now that it's free, and like just think about it. How much you would fucking pay to talk to somebody in California for five hours, and now it's oh, like yeah. readily available on twenty different services. For zero dollars, you know what I mean. I'm just saying that that I th- I feel like that model of there's only two of us and we can charge whatever we want can only sustain for so long. Oh, Somebody, you're, you're, absolutely, yeah, you're absolutely right, and totally just knock agree. it on its ass. Mm-hmm. I was talking to a friend at work, and I guess he he's kind of a little knowledgeable about these things, and he he said that it's ridiculous that we even pay for text messages because oh yeah, text messages cost it's easier, cost the provider nothing. All they do is they take text messages, and the reason that they can only be 160 characters is that they stick text messages in the headers of, like, other chunks of mm-hmm. data, and then they just send the text message when the data chunk goes. Yeah. So, to the carrier, it actually doesn't cost them anything to send oh, text wow. messages. And it's easier on their network than voice or data or anything. Right. It's, like, sure. the simplest thing they can do. And then yeah. they charge you a quarter, like, if you go over and you're like, okay. The, like, the example I would give is this, is... There, as much as you like to say and hate this company, there was a time and place where you would pay fucking six or seven dollars to rent a DVD for two days, and then if you were late by an hour... They'd shoot you in the dick. They, yeah, pretty like, much. Essentially, they would just, like, take your yeah. children and then rape your wife. You know, yeah. like, no, they were just right. like, they're like, oh, I'm sorry, you didn't get here at four, and that yeah. was the time you had to get here yeah. by... It's uh, $43. Yeah. You're like, what the yeah. fuck? I could yeah. buy that DVD seven times. Yep. And what happened? Netflix came along and was like, oh, that really blows. Just give us eight bucks a month. You can watch whatever the fuck you yeah, want. Yeah, keep it as long as you want. For as long as you feel yeah, like watching it. you're not going to get anything Break else. the fucking formula. And yeah. Blockbuster is gone now. Yes. Like, I mean, that's that kind of shit will happen. Something, yeah. if they're like, oh, we're just going to charge you $400 for your fucking cell phone, then somebody, and I would imagine it's going to be Google, will come sure. along and go, oh, fine, here it is for free. Just use our data network. We just made everything wireless. We covered half the country in wireless. Like, go to town. Do it. Yeah. And you're going to be like, oh, shit. And Verizon's gonna be like, fuck, we either lower prices. I think the time will come when the whole formula changes. And, yeah. you know, I mean, everyone's kind of hurting financially, and um, smartphones are becoming the norm. So it's gonna have to have a price that appeals to the everyman, as opposed to the people that can afford a $100 phone bill. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So um, I think in time, I think you're absolutely right. I think we'll, we'll have a much more affordable. Mm-hmm. I also think the text message thing, one of the reasons that those cost what they cost is because they've done studies that people text more than they talk now. Oh, of course. So what people started realizing, me included, is that I don't need unlimited minutes. Nobody does. I yeah. barely, I was like, I barely hit a thousand between me, Melissa, and my grandmother, who's all mm-hmm. on my plan. 
So I was like, fuck it, I'll just pay for a thousand minutes. And it's like, they started taking hits on that. So they started raising prices oh, for everything else. they're just going to do whatever they can to get, like, whatever that price it point is. It will even out regardless. $100. Yeah. yeah. They're always Three people, I've figured out after searching endlessly all the different server services, with the exception of T-Mobile, I will pay $200 a month for three people to be on. No matter what. Phone. Yeah. No matter where I go. Unless I don't want internet and I don't want text messages. Right. Then it's only like 100 bucks. Yeah. So... Yeah, I mean, we'll see. At first, it's got... I mean, there's there's questions as to whether this will get through government regulation. There, yeah. there, it's it's not a definite thing, you know? My uh, my boss, who's who's from Germany, actually told me that um, Deutsche Telekom is part of the German government. And the German the German government is also hurting for money, and that's partially the reason why, why they're, they're selling, selling it. it. And also the reason why they're going to get $3 billion, regardless of what happens right. in this transaction. Aren't they one of the biggest over in Europe, though, too? Oh, I don't know about the telecom. I think Orange is the only one bigger than Deutsche Telekom. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, but I'll, they're just selling the U.S. Yeah, yeah. But I'm saying, like, I think that yeah. that the same model that's so small here is gigantic in Europe, which I think is why they're over here. Sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, does they want to tap in the market? Yeah, that's why they're selling it is for you know because they're hurting too. Oh man, times they are changing. Um, all right, well, you want to take a, a quick, short one and come back to a sure. couple of quick reviews? Sure, review, like, 35 games, so I'm excited. Uh, so, what you been playing, Scott? Well, it was... I started playing, or at least checking out... Two games, I see. Yeah, Battlestar Galactica Online. Yeah. You said it's free, right? Yeah, well, I had been to the sci-fi website a couple of times, and they have, like, like every website does now, they have, like, we have free games to play. Yeah. And, like, this was one of them they had, they had talked about for a long time, and I just noticed, like, this past week that it is out, and it's actually, what's kind of cool about it is that it all runs in the browser through Unity. Okay. So there's, like, nothing to download, you just start... Playing. Mac? Uh, I don't know. Does uh, you, can you get, is there a Unity plugin for like Firefox? Safari or Firefox? Oh. Find I'm, out right I'm now. I'm looking at this while you're talking. You have to start an encounter, I think. But um, yeah, it's kind of like it reminds me of early uh, space flight sim games like Wing Commander. Dude, I would love Wing Commander. You know those games where you just like there's like you just kinda, Mac approved. Wow. Cool. It's like one of those games where you're just like out in space and there's like a lot of stats. Not as many stats to track as um, like a wing commander where it's like front shields, rear shields, yeah, yeah. hull. It's like not that complicated, yeah. but it's still just like flying around in vast amounts Are of space. Are you flying like the huge, gigantic ships that they no, have? No, because you start off, like I picked the um, Cylon side. So you either start in the, like a raider or a... Well, they, they kind of led me in that direction. Um, I've you, never seen you pick the evil side the evil in one? any game. Well, after watching the series, I was like, I can understand the morality of both sides. And I was <laughs> like, um, so I picked the Cylon, and plus they kind of, I think more people were playing the human race, because when you log in, it's like, oh, if you go Cylon, we'll give you 25% XP, like, boost when you play. Mm-hmm. So I was like, fine. So you either play as a, um, what is it, a raider, or what is the heavy, a heavy raider, I guess? Yeah. The other one? Yeah. So you either play as a raider or a heavy raider, and you have to do things to um, unlock the higher ship classes, which include leveling up, and then there's, like, mining, which is a total grind, you know? Yeah. And then, of course, like, all of these games are now, it's, like, freemium, where 
you could play the game for a hundred hours, or you could play for five and spend like a hundred dollars. Right. You know, and uh, actually, and part of the reason why I put this in here is that I heard the phrase "wallet warrior" for the first time. That is amazing. <laughs> to describe like like that is amazing. going into these like freemium like just to buy a bunch of crap. MMOs, yeah, and just yeah, buying your way to the top, yeah. You know? huh. And that's happening a lot with this new the new formula. I yeah. just don't I don't get micro like microtransaction. I just don't get the DLCs. drive to need to be number one so fast that you would just drop a load of cash on a game. I can see if you play a game and you really enjoy the game and then you're enhancing your that's game. That's what we were saying last it. week is that like I bought Dragon Age Legends for Facebook. Right. But I'm not like But you were enjoying it a lot more than us. Yes. Like, mm-hmm. I played the crap out of it. So, like, for me to spend money on that, it's like a box, yeah, box copy in the store. But this is, like, you could drop as much money as you want to, right. like, buy. You could probably buy your way straight up to, like, a gigantic ship, like, in the first ten minutes of the game. Right. right? And that's kind of weird, you know? It is weird. It is weird. And it's not like, I don't see, like, you, this game kind of, the, the experience of this game kind of takes place on a very superficial level. Because towards the end of the Battlestar Galactica series, you kind of get these, like, questions about religion and morality and all this mm. stuff. And in this game, you're really just, like... Flying a ship. Human versus Cylon, <laughs> flying ships, ship-to-ship combat, like, mining escort missions, like the typical... Do you get a cool call sign? Uh, I don't... I don't know. I Oh, I, I named myself. So, you, you name your own guy and then... It was my fault. Yeah, it's okay. You're Akbar. 77. No, I named myself uh, Masahiro after Masahiro Mori, who was the the guy that originated the Uncounty Valley um, oh. like concept or whatever. Because oh, cool. I was like, oh, I'm a robot. Like, yeah, yeah. I named myself like something robotic, you know. So would you say this appeals to only fans of the series? I th- I don't even know that I would say that. No. Like, so, uh, okay, I know we don't rate things, but let's say there's eight slices of pizza. If you had to give this up to eight slices of pizza... How many slices of pizza would you give it? So, yeah, four slices of pizza. Okay. Um, so, 50% on Scott Critic. <laughs> yeah, Scott Critic. Okay. And the reason I say that is because if you're, like, someone who just is on the internet and you need a game to play, like, this is awesome. It's an awesome game. But don't you think there's probably other ones? Right. See, that's the thing, is that there's other stuff. So, you'll probably play this for a while and then move on to something else. But they don't really use a lot of the IP, like, other than, like, the styling, you know? Because I would say that, like, the uh, free-to-play superhero I don't know, you were doing right. yeah. sounded like, like a lot of fun. Yeah. Is a if you're going to play something it. for free, there's lots of other stuff to play. You could even drop, like, probably 10 to $20 now on... Like a Steam game or something. On, like, or I was going to say Guild Wars, which yeah, is a one-time yeah. cost and you play forever. And that game's on its way out, but it's still fun. Yeah, but Guild Wars 2 is Two, fun. 2 is supposed to be phenomenal. Right, but I play. I played not a lot of Guild Wars 1, but enough to be like, yeah, this was worth yeah. a one-time $20 investment to do this... Totally for free, you know? Yeah. yeah. So anyways, Battlestar Galactica Online. The other thing that I wanted to quickly talk about, because we're all kind of like fans of the movies at least, is mm-hmm. it's called Ghostbusters Sanctum of Slime. It's a, um arcade title. I'm assuming it's on PS3, but I know for sure it's on Xbox Live Arcade. How much was it when you... Uh, I think it's like in the 10 to $15 range. Okay. You know? Okay. But the problem is, is that what I saw for 10 to $15 was not great. So, so wait, did you buy it or you just demoed it? I, I downloaded the demo. Okay. I played the demo. Um, so pretty much what it is, is it's a kind of like a top-down, four-player, um, like, Smash TV-style game where, like, you move with one stick and shoot with the other yeah. stick. Um, it's got, like, what you saw in the demo suggested that there were, like, four new characters, like, recruits probably, like, trainees or whatever, understudies, whatever you want to call them. 
Um, and, okay, the thing that, like, struck me immediately was, like, Ghostbusters the movie, what genre is that movie? Comedy. Right. Yeah. There is nothing funny yeah. about this demo. Right. The problem is they probably did not pay, you know, Harold Ramis or anybody to write a funny script yeah. for them, so... So, like, this game... Because, like, the game that's out that I have that I have not played oh, yet is written by Dan funny. Aykroyd and, and Harold Ramis. So. Yeah, fully voiced. So funny. Be great. Yeah. yeah. Like, fun to play. Awesome. This game, like, coming from the other Ghostbusters game is a real disappointment. Really? Um, like, the gameplay's not great. The graphics aren't great. The game isn't funny. And uh, all of the story is told through, like, comic book, like, scenes. Sure. Which look good, but in the demo... They're only displayed in four by three aspect ratio. So I was watching like letterboxed comic books like inside of a black box and I was like, Really? I thought we've like now progressed past the era of like yeah. shouldn't you be able to resize things? Well, that wouldn't to... bother me, but I understand. No. Bro. <laughs> but I'm saying like we are at the point now where you can design yeah. for both. Yeah, you yeah. Know it I mean? should and it should. Right. So there were and and pretty much what I saw was the game that you played is that you got to go through a couple of different rooms. Mm-hmm. Um, and the strategy that they tell you is, it, like, you use certain weapons to kill certain guys. But it's simpler than that. Like, the A button is, like, the do stuff button. Like, action, interaction. The other three buttons, I believe, are weapons. So, like, if the enemy is yellow, you push Y and you shoot the yellow weapon at him. If the enemy is red... So you... it's, like, barely Ghostbusters, then. Right. So it's I just mean, like, they just basically put the title and the yeah, characters it, in Yeah, and on the controller map, in the loading screen, it's like, there is a button to throw a trap, but I never that was never a part of the demo. I never threw a trap or right. anything. Mm. And, then so I, and then I died in the middle of the demo, and it was like, there's like a lot of, um, not to go off on a huge tangent, but there's a lot of like psychology research on uh, what happens in a game when you die, and the impact that has on the player. Mm-hmm. And like, when you die in this game, it's just like, game over, demo over. And I was like... <laughs> I can't. I can't continue. That's it. Like pretty much the way you operate in that game is that if one of your people, who made it, do you know? Uh, it's from Atari. Hmm. If one of your players falls, like someone else has to revive you. But then you get into that thing where it's like when two people fall, like two people have to revive two people, and then if three uh, people fall, there's one person left, and that person dies. Yeah. And that was the end of the demo, and I was like, I'm done with this. Yeah. That's disappointed. Yeah, it is unfortunate, and I think it happens too often where they just take a title and they mm-hmm. go, "Oh, we're just going to make any game we can to put under this title." Okay. And, you know, that, that IP is such a rich, that's such a rich culture which they use in the full game. Yeah, and like, but I mean, that that IP is also riddled with problems. I mean, they can't get a third movie out to save their yeah, lives. And that's really sad too. You know, they yeah. did the game because they basically Dan Aykroyd like, pushed through doing the game, as, as far as I understand. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, I have, I have, it is my series, maybe, but I have a little faith in new yeah. productions from it, so. There's something oddly gratifying of hearing Dan Aykroyd, like, cheer you on through a video yeah, game. Yeah. He's I like, gotta play, it's just sitting in my He's like, you can do it, buddy, keep shooting him, and you're like, I'm doing it! Yeah! <laughs> Oh well. So, anyways, that was my good stuff. Had to like. Just... I, lo- I love that you play games that I would never touch. That's what I'm trying to do. No, though, and, it, 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 yeah. no, I'm not saying that to be a dick. I'm saying that yeah, because no, like it's cool to hear about them because there are also games that aren't reviewed very often on other sites. Mm-hmm. So it's cool that you go and play like. Are you gonna write anything about these strange about this game? 
I don't know. I, I feel I like... I still write a little paragraph. Okay. So, so Pax Pox Part 2. Yeah. We're, oh, we're going to continue, because last time we talked about some... We spent a lot of time talking about... We hit about the two-hour cap. Yeah. And we, we were did. like, we can't keep going. We yes. didn't review fucking anything. No. We just talked about Pax you, panels. We talked about the experience. We yeah. just talked about the panels. We talked... Yeah. Amy was here. We talked to her about yeah. her experience. Yeah. I was so out of it from medicine, I don't remember one minute of last the last one. Not at all. So I don't even remember you what we talked about. took your clothes off. Yeah, I started I'm, trying to I'm air sorry. Amy. I'm sorry. It was weird. For, I'm sorry for Amy. We had temporarily been banned on Ustream. <laughs> oh, um, no, so, I mean, we got through all the panels. We talked about the press experience. Okay, okay. We did that. We literally hit the games and decided this needs to be a part two. We've got too much stuff to cover. Yes. Yes. So, so we go back to our moderator. Yeah. The guy so, who got married instead of going to PAX. Yeah, yeah. yeah that was like, you were a freaking... Love machine for doing that. It was a journeyman yeah. traveling. Uh, I'd be like, sorry, sweetheart. Well, I mean, like, I feel like you didn't get enough points from Pax, Jen for that. Pax yeah. will happen every year. And it's true. Getting married hopefully only happens one time. Got to start so. thinking about Prime if you guys want to go to Prime. Oh, I'll, well, I don't know if I can afford it. Anymore. I don't know. Well, I mean, we'll, we'll figure it out for another time. Um, so okay, I don't like. <laughs> we started this one. Like I said before, I don't know what what else there's to say about. Um, the Old Republic, other than the fact that, like, we all know we're going to buy it. Well, I, I, would, I, I don't remember what we talked about, because I know we started, and I can just honestly just get yeah, yeah. out of it. I know we started talking about Sword Tour, but the thing, the thing that, that got me, the thing that blew me away the most was that I played a class that I was totally not wanting to play yeah. at all. Like, I had no desire to do a Jedi Consulate. I was like, eh, it's not something I'm really interested in. It's not really, like, I didn't really, I mean, I understood the class, but it just, it just wasn't, I just wasn't on my radar, you know? I was leaning more like smuggler, bounty hunter, kind of like that crew. I didn't want to be Sith or Jedi because I was like, they're going to be overpowered or I just don't feel like I'll have as much fun. Yeah. Fucking blast. It was awesome, man. Like running into rooms. She's like a controller. So I was running in and like the the best thing that would happen is like we'd run in and there'd be three guys, right? And we're all trying to concentrate on this one guy and there's another guy just pounding us with lasers over there. I would just turn hang him in the air, like, just, like, whoop, and, like, put him up, and he's just sitting like this in the air, and then turn back around and keep fighting the other guy. take him out of the battle. And he just hang there. And I had a little timer on my screen that told me how long he was going to hang oh, there. Oh, that's cool. And then if he hit the ground, I'd hang him again, or I, or we would, like, turn and kill him. Mm-hmm. And it just was, like, I just was having so much fun, and then I was buffing, too, like, while we were running. Mm-hmm. So I was, like, buffing him, who, he was the striker, and I was buffing our tank, too. Just, like, over and over, just buffing yeah. those two guys. And just, like, running in and doing stuff. I just, it was awesome. And then to see the smuggler get multi-classed into a healer. Yeah. That was really cool. Yeah. It, it, I think we got, we did not get of... to see any character generation. So you guys played as uh, Republic pre-built. characters, yes. right? Okay. Mm-hmm. In pre-built classes. Okay. And then, yeah, there were four of us, um, and we did like pretty much the whole instance. In retrospect, I think they, they nerfed the instance on purpose mm-hmm. to make it very, very doable. They wanted everyone to get to the end. Yeah. Because um, yeah. we, we annihilated every show. Sure. Like, but I mean, just... that's not the, the purpose yeah. of the Yeah. So yeah. We, we got to try out everything. Um, as a Jedi Knight, though, Again, it was a class that I wasn't going to play. Mm-hmm. Like, I just, I don't really, you know, want to play as a Jedi Knight. Yeah. yeah. But, um, the, the number, I think we were, we were at pretty high level. We were in 30s. 32. I level think. 32. So we were up there. Did you turn around, like, how long does it take to get to this? Yeah, yeah. we didn't, actually, we didn't ask oh, that. Yeah, we yeah. But, um, no, we, <laughs> we were just kind of excited we about that. Sure. We were excited. Yeah. <laughs> and we, we were, like, smirking at the G4 people in front of us because we did better than them. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, the, the number of weapon strikes that I got as a Jedi Knight was pretty awesome. It wasn't just like I can hit with like my lightsaber. It was like 
five or six different saber strikes. Oh, that's cool. And like you build up energy from your your normal saber strike, mm-hmm. um, and then it enables you to do more powerful strikes. So I had one that would like lower an enemy's armor. I had one that was like more of like a like a take multiple enemies out. And then I had like a, like a a bevy of force powers. I could like um, basically just shoot out this big like TK blast and stun oh, an cool. area. So uh, there was a lot to do. It was like mm-hmm. if you ever played WoW or looked at the WoW bar, and there's yeah. like 10 abilities. Mm-hmm. There's like 20, almost yeah. 20 abilities. There's a double bar. Double bar of abilities. And I was just like, so what do all let me, these do? Let me ask you guys more of like a technical experience question. Like, obviously you're sitting in front of PC. Was it just typical like number keys, like shift one to do yeah. second I mean, totally bar? Standard, attack, like, totally standard. Because the thing that I feel like really bogged down parts of um, the Old Republic is that like a lot of the interfaces... First of all, there are tons of menus in the game, and then they were all like Excel spreadsheets, even like to read through. You know, I mean, well, we didn't we didn't access a ton of menus. I, I would say I would say from the way the game felt playing it, it seems like Bioware went, "All right, here's what we're gonna do. Uh, this already works. There's yeah. no reason for us to recreate how to play an MMO. So we're just gonna take this MMO model, put it here, mm-hmm. and then just build awesomeness on top of okay. it. Okay, you know yeah. what I mean, like." They're not, like, recreating how you interact with them in an MMO. It was, like, it was wow, for all intents and purposes. Yeah, like, was there wasn't okay. really any, like, changes as to how that stuff worked. Right. Who knows about character creation or skill trees or any of that stuff, but, like, how you just sat down and started playing, that nobody had a problem. We yeah. all just, like, so if boom, you know how started to, playing. So if you know how to play those kinds of games, you'll, you'll yeah. know what you're doing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 Uh, okay. Do you think, is there anything else we need to say about this the, game? Oh, the one thing I want to I point out is the... Um, we talked a little bit about last week. It's coming back to me. Okay. But, um... <laughs> In flashes. The typical Bioware, um, the, the speech wheel mm-hmm. yeah. was still very much in place, but with a really cool twist. The fact that everybody gets to, to decide together. Mm-hmm. Um, and you all, like, as a group, decide how you talk to whatever NPC you're talking to. So as you roll out on a mission, let's say we go out as a, as a guild, and there's four of us, um, we would actually all be able to shape the story for that p- particular yeah. instance. What they weren't able to really elaborate on is we, we asked them this in line, one of the marketing guys. So I was like, well, these these flashpoints, they're repeatable. So it's like you can re- you can do the same flashpoint 100 times mm-hmm. just to get experience points and to like have fun with your friends or whatever. But the, the, the thing with about, about the Old Republic that's so special is it is your character has an overall story arc, right. just like any Bioware game. And your experience is shaped by what you do. But do you... The question I asked was, do you reshape that experience oh, by like redoing the flashpoint? I don't think he really had an answer for that. He didn't. He's like, I don't really know like what happens. I, and, I would compare know. it, though, to Mass Effect, where you know when you're doing a story-changing point. Like, yeah. I, I have a feeling that when they say the flashpoints are replayable, that they mean that... Yes, some flashpoints are replayable, like the one we did, which didn't have a lot of story bearing. Yeah, maybe like the typical ones are not so much. But there's probably ones where they actually are your character. You know, like I would compare it to like a Mass Effect when you go and do Jack's story. Like that's a that's a story point that's happening, and you're yeah. not going to go back and redo that. Mm. But when you're out, you know, and you do uh, a mission where you're recovering something, like mm. 
You know, like, you know yeah. when, when you're doing story points and when yeah, you're not true. in that game. And I have a feeling that this game is going to be kind of the same. There's going to be a multitude of flashpoints that you can go do that are just, like, go get some experience, learn how to do this, get better with your character. And then there's going to be certain ones that you're going to happen upon and probably special characters will show up and they'll be like, hey, you guy, this is yeah. your story thing happening right <laughs> yeah. here. And you're going to be like, oh, okay, yeah. you know. It sounds, uh, it sounds very, the conversation sounds very D&D inspired where it's like, you know, we, we play, and it's like, when one of you guys is the DM, and it's like, this character says hello to you, what do you say? And then, like, inevitably, someone in your in your group is always like, I stab him in the face yeah, with and a dagger! Like, and his face is metal! Yeah. Nothing happened! Yeah. It kind of sounds like there's a little <laughs> yeah. bit of... punched you, and you're out! You're yeah. knocked out immediately! Exactly, because, like, what, what happens is, we talked about this last week also, but when you get in those dialogue options, we were talking to, like, one of Yoda's race, and, and he was giving us, like, the lowdown. We have to go, like rescue some sort of data disc or rescue a Jedi or something on this planet. Although there's a Jedi that had died on the planet. Yeah. We had to go, like, rescue... His soul or yeah, something. Some weird so, yeah, holocron, possibly? It might have been a holocron. Maybe, yeah. But um, we all get options on how we want to talk to yeah. Yoda, and then the group rolls, and yeah, um, whoever crazy. gets the highest roll is the one who actually talks to the Yoda character, and I was doing, like, all the purposefully dick things, yeah. Yeah. and I lost every lost time, every unfortunately. Time. But um, it was it was cool, and I could see that being really fun and really immersive. See, I wonder if the game has like the dungeon master lightning bolt built in, where it's yeah, like yeah. if you keep being a dick, and the rest of your group is like, no, we want to be good. You just but I think like, it'll the... just ignore them, honestly. Uh, yeah. I think, and then I think at points where you're doing your solos, like that, will, yeah. that's what's going to build your character sure. out. Yeah. And then when you're with the group, he's just going to get outrolled every time if yeah. he's the yeah. only one doing something negative. Yeah. And everybody else is building a positive path and. He's just going to get overruled. Mm. So, yeah. Other, mean, there was one other thing I wanted to bring up. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody, we were talking to the guys, the, the marketing guys, and uh, somebody asked a really good question that I'm totally going to steal because I was listening. Uh, he asked, is it possible to switch sides? If you yeah. are, if you are, oh, okay. you know, a Jedi, is it possible to switch to the Sith? And they're like, not yet, but it is very possible to be like a morally gray character in this oh, universe. Cool. So you don't have to be like this shining paragon of goodness. You could be like a fucking dick of a Jedi, yeah, and just you know do everything the wrong way, and you can be a sort of he said you can be a sort of good guy Sith, sure. So that and, you know, and I have a feeling that Bioware is in this for the long haul. Like yes. I don't yeah. think this is going to be. Let's see how this MMO works out. Yeah, let's move on to this other project. I think they're in it for the. We're going to do iterations. We're going to release new packs for stuff. Like, mm-hmm. you're, you know, there's going to be constant patching. Like, things, I think this universe is going to sure. grow and build into what they probably have always been trying to grow and build. It's just they always do console titles that mm-hmm. are, like, you know... Can't do too much. Ten mm-hmm. hours and then... We're long overdue it. for a Old Republic anything game, yeah. so... Mm-hmm. It's, it's, I mean, honestly, yes, we're all buying it. Yeah. It was as awesome as I wanted it to be. And, I, you know, just yeah. it just did nothing more than confirm that I am definitely... Cool. Needing a new PC in this game. Yeah. So, uh, do we need to... I think we talked a little bit about Mortal Kombat last week. Well, you wrote an article um, on the demo. I played the demo while you guys were gone. And we played yeah. the demo. We played it on an arcade yeah. machine, which was which oh, was the awesome thing. That's cool. Oh, no, but we did... We had controllers. We played it with 360 controllers. Yeah. So it was, we did it, it, was it was on a big, like, arcade setup. Mm-hmm. I mean... Uh, awesome. Awesome. Totally nostalgic. Totally throwback. None I will that, buy it. None of that new weird shit. I think I'll buy it, too. I'm not going to buy not it. You're Mortal Kombat guy, though. Uh, as much. You were, yeah, you were I, was, I was more of a Street Fighter guy. So we I played, will, like, I will come as kids, play. we played in the arcade like, yeah. back in the small town yeah. that we were from. Mm-hmm. And, like, there's kind of, like, because they're going back to that stuff, it kind of, Well, like, that was my first, I, I mean, I think I said this on last, that was my first uh, purchase with my own money game. 
Really? Mortal that's Kombat awesome. 1. And you learned yeah. the blood code and everything? Because I had Genesis, yeah. so I got blood. Uh, yeah, so cool. it was like, that was the first game. I used to be ridiculous. I used to be able to just beat everything with Scorpion. Like, over Back and over in the day. Again. Can't saying. anymore. He destroyed me with Kano. Yeah. But I remembered like two of Kano's moves and just did them repeatedly. Over and over again? The ball where he rolled the ball. But you know what? Ball. I fucking love that you can do that. I don't, I don't, <laughs> it didn't even bother me because I was like... Good, like good. You made the game you should have made, which yeah. is like the old school fucking Mortal Kombat. It was like fighter. muscle memory. Yeah. I seriously haven't played Mortal Kombat in fifteen years, and I'm like, I think I remember how to do Kano's moves, and I'm like, it's, there you go. But it's the same it. feeling I got when like we played MVC three or Street Fighter four, and like I cornered Ryan and would just start like pounding on him yeah. in the corner, and I was like, good, I should be able to do this shit because that's what made fighting games fun in the past. Like, yeah. No, I don't want. I don't need all this crazy shit. I just want the game that I love. I think that's. The, I'm glad they're they're coming back. Yeah. Uh, okay, Fear 3. Oh. I don't know. I don't think we This was, I think, both week. Matt's and, and my surprise of the show. Yeah. Because yeah. not huge Fear Fighters. By fans. far. I've I played never played either. Fear, or two I played games. Fear 2. I played, I, I think, played a little Fear bit. One. Of they looked a little Project campy. Origin. That's why I never. It. Uh, can't be. I mean, pretty. Fear 1 was a pretty straightforward shooter. I mean, it wasn't like anything yeah. I mean, crazy. Is it scary? Is it supposed to be scary? Yeah. Like, yeah. It's moody. Oh, okay. I don't yeah. know that I'd put it straight in the scary. I think I always got this one confused with Stalker. No, 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 no. I've never played either, so that's yeah. why, you know. Well, they're both period. Aren't they both, like, isn't it S period, T period? Or no? Yeah, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. Stalker, I think, is an acronym. As, yeah, like yeah a, they're both acronyms. Yeah, and so is Fear. Uh, yeah, do you want to? I mean, well, honestly, we, we got to play, uh, we got, to, well, we, we hung out in this line forever because um, Warner Brothers and who, who who else was there? It was just, that was Warner Brothers. It was Warner camp. Brothers. It was yeah. Warner Brothers Camp, so we played Mortal Combat, and we, we were there for probably an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of hanging out with the the guys who were promoting it and the girls that were promoting it, and um, so we got to play Fear twice in a row because they uh, felt bad because they felt uh, bad. They were there like, for someone, but we were so having long. a really good time, yeah. so we didn't give a shit. But um, the the mode we got to play was literally called Fucking Run. That's yes. cool. and it was insanely fun and awesome. Yeah. You play as a squad of uh, four guys, Some multiplayer, mm-hmm. yeah. multiplayer. You you fight against enemy AI, and your whole point is to move your squad to make it. To make it out alive um, through waves of enemies, so you're pushing through waves of enemies, mm-hmm. and behind you is what they call the wall of death. Did you turn around and look at it? I did, yeah. and it's this black wall. If you've ever seen like the mist, okay, yeah. Yeah. it's this black wall of like undulating, it's like, like electricity. Yeah, yeah like it's like the black fog like from smoke monster, and yeah. it's slowly rolling towards you, but and it gets kind of like turning. The yeah, stage. yeah, it kind of gets faster, oh, like faster. Yeah. Buildings yeah. and yeah. Yes. Up in here. yes, and so you're running from that while there's enemies. And what's crazy enemies. is as it approaches you, because you're not obviously ever turned yeah. around yeah. unless you right. purposely turn around. As it approaches you, the controller like yeah. gets oh, harder, yeah. like rumbly and more rumbly, and the screen starts shaking yeah. more and more. So it'll hit a point, and like the funnier part was the dev standing right behind me, and I fell behind I think twice. And like one time I started falling behind, and he was like, "Oh my god, just fucking run!" And I'm like, <laughs> "I'm like seriously, so like just go, don't don't shoot anybody, don't look at anything. He's like, just run as fast yeah. as you can, yeah. and you just start passing guys. Like there's guys unloading at yeah. you, and you just have to go, just oh, run." Wow. As the cool fast thing as is, you is like your buddies go down, so you have to run up and pick you have them to up, pick them up, and then like and keep so going. you're running because all like, four of you have to make it. Yeah, you all have awesome. to make it. So you're running and running and running and like. There's different weapon pickups along the way. Like, the t- your typical weapon's like a fully automatic, yeah. almost like, you know, similar it, to like a... This is like, this is like what I, what you know, when I complain about like the multiplayer in Dead Space that was like tacked on, this actually seems like they sat down well, the and whole, like... the whole game, um, I don't know, is there straight up multiplayer like deathmatch? I don't think I think, I think there is. is there probably always will be, but yeah. just the fact that they um, like... The whole game, because I, I already did a, there's, I did the post, I think, 
the day after Com- or after PAX. Um, yeah. The whole game is co-op. The entire game. That's great. So the storyline of Fear is um, you're the point man and his brother, whose name I just blanked completely, but whatever. Yeah. You're, you're the two brothers that were in Fear 1 and Fear 2. In Fear 1, you, you, you know, beat the Almaverse, quote-unquote, and then you make it into Fear 2, the world comes back, you're fighting through... It's called the Almaverse, and it's written in part by Salvatore, mm. and then, um... Uh, name it horror director. It's really Clive cool. Barker? Is either Clive Barker or Wes Craven. He's on Clive Barker is Undying. I think Wes Craven is oh, really? took part in this third one. Okay, okay. But anyways, so at the end of the second one, spoiler alert, uh... Big guy gets raped, Alma yeah. rapes you... What? And has a kid. Okay. And your brother dies. Okay. So in this one, you're, or your brother dies in the first one, sorry. Yeah. Your brother's dead in the second one. You get raped in the second one. She has a kid. In That's this one, they're back. And your brother actually comes back. So in the regular story campaign, you can either play as the point man, who's like a pretty much straightforward gun, running gun kind of guy, or you can play as his brother, who, is who has telekinetic powers and is dead. He phases in and oh, out of the world. Okay. So he can actually take over, like, enemy bodies and use that guy as like a guy so it's oh. two different classes, or he can like do he can do like telekinetic things to the other guy that I never get tired with. of games where you inhabit the bodies of dude other. it just it looks honestly the graphics it was were, beautiful were awesome. it was really really it good it looked gorgeous it played well and those it guys just, the devs were the nicest I mean that yeah. I don't I mean I hate to like have that sway like how I think about a game but even if those guys weren't as super nice and friendly but as they were, into it and like cheering you, like they yeah, sat there yeah, yeah. watching every time. They're like, "Oh, ah, 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 like yelling yeah, yeah. while you're running." They were totally uh, into it was it. awesome. Cool. Honestly, definitely the surprise. Surprise was highlight because we didn't of... even. We honestly got it line not giving a shit. We're like, "Well, we yeah, got like, yeah, yeah, to try out all this yeah. shit, so we'll try this out." And, it, and it, yeah, just that's killer. Yeah. So I mean, definitely a game that I will definitely be buying that was not on my radar to buy before this. Cool, indeed. Uh, Ash, tell me about. I don't know what you can say about your, it's like the same thing as Old Republic. You're gonna buy the he game. He came over. Let me just preface yes. this. He came over to me. I forget where we were. We met up like out of the blue, and he's got this like huge smile on his face. And I was like, "What's up?" He's like, "Play Gears 3. <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, you got through the line?" He's like, "Yeah." Yeah. He's like, "I just got in. I didn't even care anymore." Because that was one of those lines that was like, yeah. "Oh yeah, sure. Uh, no, no, you go to the back. You're not <laughs> real press. Yeah. You're Three hour wait. Have yeah. fun, <laughs> asshole. Now, uh, a couple things that. Uh, in in my review I did on the site, uh, the Gears Three line was one of the best run lines for the length of it. Mm-hmm. The way they had it set up is you could look at other people playing the whole time you're in line. Oh, that's cool. It was very fast moving. Um, you know, I was in and out in probably a half an hour. Oh, that's not which bad was at all. wasn't bad at all. And you got to play a full session, which is like about ten to fifteen minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I I know you guys aren't the hugest Gears fans. I know you. We're you, about to multiplayer. We're gonna play yeah, through I, through I'm two. dying for you guys to play. Two. I'm dying for you guys to play it. Um, one of the highlights for me was actually talking with one of the marketing guys while I was in line. I talked to him for a good ten minutes just about the series and about um, you know some of the people that think negatively about it because they mm. think it's like rah rah. And then we started talking about the um, the books and everything like that. Yeah. And he obviously had read them, and I had read them. And I'm like, yeah, it's a really like. We started talking about the the negative, all the negativity like that people give you, and you're like when you read a book based on a video game, yeah. People like look at you like you have a, a mental problem, yeah, Like, yeah. and it most of the time they're written by really solid authors. They yeah. just have like a goofy cover, yeah. yeah. And for some stupid reason, yeah. they don't like give it a legitimate cover to kind of give it a little bit more uh, legit legitimacy. Yeah, but um, yeah. to the actual game, 
Uh, everything's better. We played four on four. There's a new. They never had team deathmatch in Gears before. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. They never surprising. had. They had. Um, they pretty much had like free for all. They had um, the a, horde mode. Well, they had like a, a, a team deathmatch, but when you got killed, you sat out. Now what it has is almost like uh, a Call of Duty, like a point ticker, mm-hmm. and every time you revive, it takes the points down, and then you basically oh, have like, like a certain number battlefield of battlefield style. Yeah, battlefield yeah. style. I'm in the battlefield camp, sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but um, four and four. Which PS is the one game we didn't get to play? So. Yeah, uh, nobody did actually. No. It was, it was yeah, just you have to watch it. Yeah. It's the live demo. Anyway, sorry. Keep going. But um, so the one thing that's different about this game is, first of all. Um, a lot of people complained about the color palette in the Gears games. Very dark, very, um, you know, browns, yeah. grays. So what's the reaction um, on this? They, well, the, the game takes place in a tropical climate. Uh, they're on an what? island. They're on an, <laughs> they're on an island. You gotta, you gotta read three books over 1,200 pages to tell you how they got there. Oh, so well, this, to you, this makes sense. This totally makes total oh, sense. Okay. Okay. So they're on an island now. So it wasn't just like you turned on the game and were like, so they're on a beach. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, so Mar- Marcus Phoenix doesn't have his, like, he's, like, sleeveless and, like, yeah. tank top now, and he's hanging out on the beach. But, um, so they're in a tropical climate. It looks a little, um, you know, it's warmer colors. Yeah. A lot of greens and things like that. Maybe they um, learned that lesson from the Diablo 2, the uh, was, Diablo 3 screenshots. Oh, I was going to say, like, not knowing the storyline, I'd be like, Halo, but that's... Oh, you know, yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> not quite that island <laughs> They're yeah. on a beach and there's jeeps. And <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's totally it's all awesome. of a sudden. There's yeah. aliens from the sky that came this time. Yeah. It's so weird. Where did they go from? <laughs> but um, there's new weapons, obviously, this time, as they do in every new game. But the, the thing everybody was, like, super excited about, there's this gun called the Retro Lancer. And what happened is, in, in the lore of the game, I'm not going to get too into it, but before they developed the Lancer, the gun with the chainsaw, yeah. back in the, the old days, during the Pendulum Wars, they just had rifles with giant bayonets on them. Okay, cool. And they had to develop the chain the you know, the chain Lancer to cut through the Locust, because their hides are so thick. Yeah. But before that, there was just a bayonet. Well, they run out of bullets, and they run out of guns, so they have to dig up all these old guns out of storage. Wow. So everybody's got these fucking... You can choose to use the old Lancer as well, but yeah. they have the retro Lancer that is honking, like, two-foot bayonet. So I pop that puppy on. You just spear people? Holy shit. You know how you can, like, run? Like, yeah. do the roadie run? Yeah. You can, like, roadie run, and if you fucking tag someone, you'll just impale them, like, up into the sky, and hold them up, and they'll be dead. Wow. I didn't get a single kill with bullets. I got like eight kills by running into people. Yeah, that's all I did. Like you'd pop a smoke in grenade the, into a group of guys the, and just charge in there. It was in the beautiful. four and four death matches, it humans versus it locusts. was humans versus locusts. It was um, you know the thing that they're doing different this time is um, is it grunt locust only or can they actually choose? Um, it I think it's grunt locust only, but there's going to be like eight different play modes this time. Um, you know that are all very very different, but. The thing that they're doing really, really differently is there's the formula that every multiplayer shooting game is going to use now is there's a ton of unlockables. So as you level your right. guy in multiplayer, you're going to unlock new skins, new weapons, new weapon skins, things like that. Awesome. Sort of you know, like the carrot, as they say. Right. It's so. weird, like, and I, I've said this before, but it's weird that, like, I understand that the more you play, you should be rewarded for it, but it's also weird that, like, the better you are, you just get better. And the yeah. people that aren't good, like, just stay bad yeah. and don't get anything, you know, mm. like, that's unfortunate. There's no fix for that, and that's fine, but I... So, are you gonna buy this game or not? Yeah. Man, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna buy the shit out of this game. Like, yeah. you're just hoping that there's, like, a like a Halo edition with, like, the... I will the... buy, if they're like, 
buy the Marcus Phoenix boot edition, <laughs> and it comes with a big iron boot, I will buy that. And I'll just have a stupid-ass boot sitting in my house. Yeah. That's awesome. What else? What should we just keep going? Down yeah, let's just go down the list. What is what is shoot many robots? Yeah, as the joke that they said at feedback, this is the pejorative title games. The next two, where it's like yes. a, a command game. Okay. Yeah. Shoot yeah. many robots. Yeah. Yes. Uh, shoot many robots was an indie title that when we were first day we were wandering around the floor, and this girl stopped me and was like, "Hey, blah blah." And you're like, "Have you checked out this game?" And I said, "No, I haven't." And then the other guy came up and started talking to us, and he was like the producer for the game. And he said, do you have a, an appointment? Which is what we heard at every booth we went oh, to. Wow. And yeah. I was like, no, we don't have an appointment. He's yeah. like, do you want one? And I said, yeah, yeah, you know, get us in here, we'll play it. So we set up an appointment. I came back on Saturday. Saturday. Um, it is a side-scrolling uh, metal slug meets... Um, oh, fuck. Totally just blinked the title. Metal slug meets... Smash TV? The game that we played that we haven't finished that you're in right now. The uh, four-player B game. Wow, I, I can't think of... Oh, Borderlands. Borderlands. Yeah. Borderlands and Metal Slug. So, you are... This, is it like four-player Metal Slug, then? Uh, or is the style of it like Borderlands? The style of it's Metal Slug. Like, like the, the, gameplay. the gameplay is Metal Slug. But the style... like the... the style is a little more Borderlands, but it's just robots. So oh. the story is you're this like crazy guy named Pickles mm-hmm. who lives in a trailer waiting for the robot overlords to take over essentially and then one day like a factory not too far away quote unquote starts just producing massive amounts of robots that just start taking over the world and you like run through and start killing robots so you shoot as many robots as you possibly can to take out the robot infection is that a downloadable game most likely they did not uh, they would not say yeah, it's going to be Xbox Live. As, yeah. as I as I put it in the review, I had an excellent time playing the game. Yeah, yeah. there's no fucking way that this is going to be. Uh, like, it's not a disc, full release. Yeah. I highly doubt this will be a full release. So um, two two player, four player, four player. I believe we only did two player. That sounds cool. Um, is it like Metal Slug in the fact that like you could get a vehicle that two people can be? No, no vehicles. Oh, okay, as far as I saw, I didn't see any vehicles. Mm-hmm. Uh, run and gun. Contra kind of style too, or just like those games are know, fun. That kind of thing. They have a uh, place. Tons of items. And when I talked to the dev, he said that one day he like walked into the office and just was like, "All right, everybody." And there's, I think there was thirty some people at the at the top. There was like thirty five people working on the game mm. at most at any one time. He said he walked in the office and was just like, "All right, everybody, think of an item and tell me what its power is." Yeah. Yeah. Draw it out. Write it down. Let me know. And at the end, of, I want it by the end of the day. No excuses. So they just, like, everybody just started, like, and he did it, like, once a week or something. Everybody yeah. just started producing items. Yeah. And, like, 90% of them ended up in the game. So there's, like, a tutu that makes you jump better and you're a little faster. Yeah. There's That's a helmet cool. that lets you ground pound. There's, like, and there's just tons of, of add-ons and weapon modifications and, and all this other stuff. Um, Games like that really do kind of need to be, like, was, off the chain to be... I was laughing. Know. It has an awesome sense of humor to it. Mm-hmm. Um, tons of jokes throughout the whole thing. You drink beer to heal yourself. and like, Okay. It's just, like, a jokey, fun shooter, uh, mm-hmm. side-scrolling game. I think if it comes out, you know, on a certain marketplace yeah. for 15 maybe even 20 bucks, depending on how long they make it... Sure. I would totally buy it and play it. It was, it was a blast. And it's a game that we would have fun... I would say in the same vein as Castle Crashers, where, oh, where we sat okay. down and all just had a, pla- a blast playing through yeah. it. Yeah, uh, what I'm pretty game. sure, though, is it is in the same room and over the internet. Local and... Local and online that you can play with your friends. So. Awesome. Totally fun. Uh, completely worth it. Uh, had a blast. 
Cool. So, other do something title. Orcs (laughs) Orcs must die. die. Uh, Is this the companion piece? I was really upset I didn't get to play this. This was the talk of the floor, I would say. Next to maybe, you just wrote a review of one. What was the Souls of Shogun? I think those two indie titles probably were the highlight of like what everybody was buzzing about. Mm -hmm. Orcs Um, must die, especially. Orcs must die was a tower defense style game where it's over-the-shoulder third person, and you are the guy controlling the tower defenses. So, like, you're actually running around on the ground, dropping your traps, and then you have a crossbow and a sword and magic. You can choose different items to do different things. Oh, okay. And the orcs start flooding out of doors, and there's, like, three or four or five different types of orcs that start flooding out of these different doors in the room, and you just have to keep them from getting through. This is like tower defense, you have to keep them getting through. This kind of sounds like what uh, Sunday Night Combat was like. What was that? Monday Night Monday Combat? Night Combat. Yeah. Slightly different. Monday Night Combat had more of a it's multiplayer. It's more of a shooter. This is more of a... This is single player? Yeah, single player oh, okay. tower defense game. Oh, okay. I thought it was multiplayer. Um, f- fun. Yeah, I think probably the most fun I had, short, short of Fear 3, probably the most yeah. fun I had on the floor. Graphically, it almost reminded me of Dragon's Lair. Yes. Like, well, like a new modern yeah, really the same, the same artistic, artistic style. Yeah, same artistic style as Dragon Slayer. Um, is this also clearly a, like an arcade title? So it's or? made by a company called Robot Entertainment. Yeah, it's clearly an arcade title. Yeah. Mm. And I don't think they shot around any bushes. They were basically like, I think Steam, um, Arc- like Xbox Arcade, and then they he said PS3 eventually. I don't mm-hmm. think that's a launch. I think... I think Xbox Arcade and Steam were the two that he said he was definitely opening up to right away. Okay. Yeah. And then he was even talking about doing Mac and PS3 eventually, like heading to those two markets. Cool. Um, made by a company called Robot Entertainment, who did uh, Rise of Nations, and or guys that came from the team that built okay. Rise of Nations and what are all those titles. Yeah, all the, the strategy games. All the strategy games. And, I mean, honestly, not through gameplay, but through polish shows. I mean, these are guys that look like they've built AAA titles mm-hmm. and are now making an Xbox The game Xbox really Live looked game. pretty remarkable. That's cool. It was. Yeah. It played super fluid, was not confusing, fun as hell, trap combinations that you're making, like totally get panic points where, and he said they kind of dumbed it down a little to make sure people could get through, get through it and it, play yeah. it, but like I mean, just fun, just total, total fun the entire time, and another one that like you know comes out 15 20 bucks I'm, I'm on it maybe something that you wouldn't have even like had on your radar had you oh no i mean it. i don't think i would have even known this existed because mm-hmm. no i mean the only reason you knew it existed at pax was because everybody was talking about it mm. yeah but mm-hmm. every like the, had the feedback panel the feedback panel talked about it i think friday it didn't if you went on friday like yeah. first thing mm-hmm. on friday and checked it out it was like yeah. no line at all Saturday was a lot. So this buzz gets generated, and then uh, it's like yeah. a surprise of the whole show, yeah. and all of a sudden people play. But it was fun as hell. Awesome game. Uh, I'm going to skip ahead, just because I'm going to save one of these for later. Okay. Um, so let's talk about, like, why do we have a free MMO on this list? Oh, uh, Firefall's... I wouldn't even go say it's an MMO. It's really a, uh, a free shooter. It, okay. I don't know if you guys ever played Star Siege Tribes. No. Star Siege Tribes was an old uh, FPS that was around... Almost it, ten years does ago. Does that have anything to do with the Tribes, the game that was just called Tribes? Yeah. Oh, like the Sierra? Yeah, the old yeah, Sierra yeah. game, Tribes. Um, so, like, you, in Tribes, it was class-based. You had, like, engineers. Mm-hmm. You could pick different weapon loadouts. Um, very, like, precursor to Battlefield. Yeah. Like, you know, before Battlefield was around, there was Tribes. And mm-hmm. the thing that made Tribes unique is you could fly. Okay. Everybody had a jetpack. So that you'd have these giant maps, and, like, it'd be... 
basically back then it was capture the flag. Yep. You'd have to go and grab the flag. You have like the flat, the fast class, the snipers. It was really awesome. Like back on the old days of PC shooters, Tribes was like a go-to game for a very long time. Right. Uh, until Battlefield came out. So this is actually Firefall is a new game from the creator of Tribes. Oh, the mastermind cool. behind Tribes like ten years ago like he came up with Firefall or something. <laughs> like yeah. that company. I don't even <laughs> yeah. know. But um, graphically, it's cell shaded. It's really pretty. We both said though, reminded me of Planet Side. Yeah, it's very Planet Side. Um, not in terms of I didn't see any not vehicles. Yeah. Um, but it's class based. There's uh, you know your your big heavy hitting commando type snipers. Um, you know, a variety of classes you could choose from. And um, it, wide open maps, um, free to play, free to download, looks great, plays great, mm-hmm. very fast, very fluid. How do they um, make money on this? Freemium. Oh. Yeah. So, like, microtransactions and things like that. Um, your character progresses through levels, experience, like, number of matches you do, you get experience points. Um, you unlock new armor pieces. Upgrades to weapons and things like that. The so art, you can the art looks great. The oh, it doesn't awesome. look yeah. like a free game at all. No. It doesn't play like it a free doesn't. Game I mean, we we were watching it the whole time on the floor, and I kept going like, "Man, I can't believe that." I mean, free it's probably like it's not the type of game that's like, "Oh, this is a little download." It's probably many many gigabytes. Of I feel like with games like these, you will have to start considering like the models, where it's like, "How much money would you like to but pay?" See, pay but for see, this I mean, that's yeah. like that that kind of game. Mm-hmm. I feel like is worth the freemium oh, yeah. model. Yeah, yeah. Because if I'm playing it and I enjoy it, like, sure, I'll go buy a gun for five bucks or whatever. Like, why wouldn't I, at that point, invest in the game that I'm playing? Yeah. It's almost as if, like, when Radiohead puts out an album, they're like, you well, pay us what you think. You know what I'm saying. But it's like... Yeah. That model disappeared. But, sure, yeah. but, like, in the same vein, it's like, <laughs> you could play for free, or if you think you enjoy this, like... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Radiohead's last album, which blew, was horrible, is nine dollars. Yeah, so it's like that whole like pay what you want model disappeared very quickly. Sure, but you know what I'm saying? It's like yeah, they yeah. put this game I, I think for so. free, and then it's like, oh well, I do like it. So I here's ten dollars. So. And, and I mean, why wouldn't you want that game to yeah keep? And the keep thing going. that's cool is it's not multiplayer only. Like I only got to play the multiplayer, yeah, um, which was a lot of fun. I could see myself playing it for a lot of hours. There's a fully voiced single player objective based campaign. That's yeah. really where surprising. you play through an entire campaign with the whole story and characters. And everything. So does that have any kind of freemium model, or is that basically free? That's free. Yeah, because, I mean, you wouldn't buy things. That's free. Uh, They might be doing the thing that Brink is doing, where your experience level carries over. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But I'm not positive about that. But, again, definitely keep your eyes on Fireball. It got got a lot of buzz, also. Um, It looks great. It's I loved the character design. And you can totally, when you play multiplayer, you can tweak out all your armor pieces and how your character looks and everything. They're looking for web developers. There you go. Oh, I'll go talk to them. <laughs> uh, wow. Where are they? Colorado. They're always like those. Those developers are always in the weirdest spots. Like yeah, uh, Orange, Ca- Orange County. Oh, they're in California. Yeah, California. Yeah. Uh, that's awesome. I'm gonna. Yeah. I'm actually gonna bookmark this right now. Insomniac. Yeah, check it out. We can all we can all play a little Firefall when it comes out for free. Yeah, as long as I mean, is there a release date on it? Yet? What are we What are we really doing? Other than I think just it's killing time before. With every other game, it's Q4. Man, Q4. Like every fucking game on Earth is Better not come out when... We're just killing time until it comes out. Comes out. That's all, that's all yeah. we're doing with our lives right now. Um, that's true. I feel like all games are racing to beat that game out right now. They're like, fuck, mm. just beat the old Republic yeah. out. 
So, uh, I guess I would ask the same question again. Why do we have a Lord of the Rings game on the list? Ah. Because I would say this more than any other game we played was probably the earliest in development that yeah. we played. This it is was... truly a preview. Well, of I mean, I've seen and experienced some of the prior Lord of the Rings video games. Yes. And this, I don't know that I would lump in with too many of the others. I think this... I saw one that was like a RTS. They did an MMO that yeah, I never no, no. played. This, this is... Okay, so The War of the North... Um, was alluded to in Lord of the Rings, I guess. Like, if you watch the movies yeah. or read the books, they talk about, there's some point where they're like, oh, this would have never happened if it weren't for that war in the north. Yeah, oh, okay. And, and like, one line. They never yeah, talk about it otherwise. I sure yeah. am tired of all these Star Wars. <laughs> kind of, yeah. So yeah. these guys took, uh, this is Warner Brothers again, took this storyline and expanded upon what the war in the north was. And basically it's a multi-class co-op um, beat-em-up. Mm-hmm. A beat em up, like yeah. uh, the. Miami Golden Axe, really did. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. I was going to say. Like was a 3D uh, like over the shoulder. Dynasty back. Warriors or not that? No, 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 no. Not, Much not, better than that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't yeah. necessarily put it in with that. Yeah. Uh, so there's like a dwarf, uh, elf, uh, human, and I think two humans. Uh, Is that what it was? Dwarf, it was a... There's like a dwarf, like, stout guy who yeah. has his own special powers. Elf, archer. Human wizard and a human fighter. Right? Yeah, I think I that's what it was. I believe were the four classes. Yeah. And um, very much, that's a, that's a perfect description, actually. Yeah. Uh, like, very much just running through and beating up bad guys and, like, yeah. getting treasure and sharing it with your buddies. Like, like Gauntlet? Uh, like Gauntlet with a skill tree. Okay. Yeah, you skill trees, you can pick your skills. There's combos you can pull off. Like, for instance, I played the ranger. Uh, and if I attacked from stealth, I got instant crits. Maybe like I played the dwarf, and I could do this like battle call and run like into Maybe like, if Borderlands were all melee combat, is that kind of? Like... I dude, I walked away from this game, and the first thing I said was, "Scott will love this." Game. Yes, you'll love it because there's loot, and like okay. you can upgrade your armor and all that stuff. And I could see all of us like sitting down together, a, yeah. playing from start to finish in like one. That's second. why you will love it because it's like it's a um, four of us sit down and co-op through a thing and just like running through. Mm-hmm. beat them up and the story seems this... I mean there wasn't a lot of story that we dealt with but it seems like the, the background is rich enough that they could do a decent story that you play how would you compare this to a game like that Marvel Ultimate like it's well it's it's online I mean we it's oh. System Linker online I don't yeah. think it's okay. it's not split it's not sharing yeah, screen each person would have to their own screen okay um, not Way more in depth than that. Graphically, okay. it's pretty. It's a pretty sharp looking game. And this was early. I said to him, "I said, how early are we? Are we alpha?" And he's like, "Oh yeah, yeah." He's like, "We're pretty." There's a part where we're sitting there with like the guys promoting the games, and we're supposed to be moving on to the next section. There's one Yurikai that was bugged. Yeah, and he's just like, and he's standing there like that, and I'm just shooting arrows <laughs> into his face. He had 500 arrows to go. So there's like a crowd of people behind me. The guys just like shaking his head at me. I'm just like. <laughs> <laughs> Firing like, but it has like their own little things. Like as the dwarf, the one they showed was like we go in this cave, and the dwarf can see like where walls are breakable, and then you can like break through the walls. And I said, I said, so is there like if you don't have all the classes, are there things you might just miss? He's like, oh, totally. Yeah. Oh. He's like, there's stuff like if you play with everybody, if we all play, four of us play, and we all multi-classed then we would be able to play, like, get through and see everything. But if we were like, we're all human fighters, then we might miss oh, little chunks of the game. That's awesome. Say it, no it, more. Seemed, it seemed pretty cool. Like, it, it was definitely needs a lot more fleshing out before it's oh, actually yeah. done. Some of the animations weren't complete yet. But he, like, he full-on admitted. He was like, this is, we're uh, playing, you're playing a very early version I feel like I'm game. on board with that then. No, uh, we I walked mean, away and we both were like, like that's a fun. Scott game. It's yeah. fun. That's, yeah. a, that's a game Scott will love. You'll, you'll dig it. Yeah, there's a lot of different items, loot constantly. I hesitate 
at the $60 mark. I don't know. This is, I think this feels like a game that, and this was very early on, not very polished, so sure. things may change, but just knowing me, it felt like a, oh, it's on sale at Target for 40 bucks, Like, oh, that okay. kind of game to sure. me. Mm-hmm. More so than I'm going to go out first day and get it for 60 it and, and play it. Yeah. You know, although although I would say that Borderlands would have been the same, and then I got it and it was like floored by that game. We need so. to go back and play that game, too. Yeah. I mean, but it was fun. Know. It was a good game. You know. Awesome. Um, Skulls of the Shogun. Skulls of the Shogun. I know um, nothing about this. Okay, so cool. Um, I wrote a review. You should have read it. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> Skulls of the Shogun. I know. <laughs> yeah. I write way too much shit to read all the time. So, Skulls of the Shogun was uh, a surprise for me. I wasn't really anticipating playing it. I walked up to play it. Um, it's a turn-based strategy game, very old school. Mm-hmm. Um, if you ever played games like Ogre Battle or... Um, it's a tactical game. Yeah. Okay. Very old school it's tactical game. game. Like, said I've been missing. Yes, literally yeah. like turn-based. But the thing that, that really set it apart is that um, it's turn-based with a timer. So you play it with, oh. with three friends, or up to th- three or four friends. Mm-hmm. Each person gets a different color. And you um, only have like 30 seconds to make your decisions. Yeah. So the turns go by very, very quickly. Um, is this like PvP? Um, you can probably co-op. Oh, like, okay. Like, that's sort of like the the story that I told is when I got there and I saw who was playing, it was um, Seth Killian who um, is sort of a, a big name in the fighting mm-hmm. fighting game world. He's a community manager for Capcom. Yeah, he's a community manager for Capcom and, I, and like I just happened to be playing with him and... Um, He's like he's a guy who came up with like the Evo fighting tournament and stuff. Oh, like that. okay. So um, I he's was like, the one Seth is named after. Yeah, in Seth Street in Street Fighter Four is named after Seth Killian. Oh wow. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So I'm like sitting there, I'm playing with him. So I looked over and I was just like, well, shit, I'm gonna do what I did in Magic: The Gathering and be like, I'm gonna form an alliance with this guy. Yeah. And we're gonna fucking kill this guy. So yeah. I was like, hey, you want to like team up? Well, this guy wasn't paying attention. I'm like, yeah. Seth, do you want to team up with me? We'll fucking kill him, and then you can just kill me. Yeah. And he's like, okay. So <laughs> so we teamed up and just like obliterated this guy over here. And it was really fun. It was um, very old school, turn-based. Like, there is a little bit of resource management. There's something, to, rice patties, which I don't know if it's racist or not. But you like um, you haunt the rice patties as your yeah. skull as your skull ghosts. And those give you resources. You go to the shrines and build new units. Uh, you can upgrade your units by eating enemy skulls after you kill them. So okay. you eat the skulls, gives you a little bit more power, a little bit more juice. And um, uh, it's just a very, I can see, like, again, this would be a game where like where you get with your buddies, you order a pizza, and you just, like, brutalize each other for three or four Steam, hours. You think? Is this an arcade title as well? Uh, it's going to be Xbox Live Arcade, Xbox. Steam, probably PSN. Great. But um, this genre is, other than handhelds, which we talked about tonight, is almost non-existent. Yeah. Turn-based strategy, yeah. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. But this is a weird hybrid. Because um, it's kind of like got a quasi-real-time element. Yeah, it's almost like RTS mixed with turn-based. Mm-hmm. And it works very, very well. Because I think the problem with turn-based was the, the turns could take forever. Yeah. Like, if you've ever played Advanced Wars with another oh, person, the game, it yeah. is mind-numbing. Highly because, frustrating. Yeah, because, like, Seth uh, Seth and I used to play Advanced Wars together. Yeah, a system stuff. like... That's Seth, yeah. Different <laughs> Seth, different Seth, yeah. Seth and I would play this one. No, uh, my friend Seth would play. You guys would calculate how many square, like... Well, it would just be like, you know, he'd take his turn and be like 15 minutes. Because yeah. like, you have 50 fucking units to move. Oh, right. You yeah, and you have to move unit, each yeah. unit and then each battle. So this is much faster. Graphically, it's cool. It's very, um, you know, very cartoony, kind of anime-inspired. Everything kind of looks like uh, 
Dia de los Muertos skulls yeah. and things like that. So it's cool. Definitely check it out. Skulls of the Shoguns. Uh, it's probably going to be $15 Xbox Live this summer, I'm assuming. That sounds good. Yeah, so the quick. thing I saved for last, because something that I have actually seen and I'm kind of excited about is, like, Brink. I don't know that I'm excited. I think uh, they talked about on X-Play, the concept is... Real Oh, yeah. The concept was interesting enough that I was like, I want to see what happens when this game comes out. I... Sorry to go first, but I think I'm not as positive as you are about this game. I am more excited, or more uh, anticipating this single-player campaign. Yeah than the multiplayer because the multiplayer was fun it was a lot of fun but I have nothing to knock on it mm-hmm. honestly it's just that the setting intrigues me and I would like to see what they do story wise with it okay okay because it, it, like I'm gonna let Ash go because he, he's more honestly more into this type of game than I am anyways so he probably has a better perspective on it so I'll let you go and then I'll kind of fill in the blanks but the thing that I really loved about it is um, I was one of those people that when Team, the original Team Fortress was on the PC, I played a lot of it. And then they announced that Team Fortress 2 was coming out. And um, Did you play Team Fortress 2? I did. Well, they announced Team Fortress 2 was coming out probably about eight years before it actually did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it was one of those games that was delayed to holy hell. And just the concept of like what they were trying to come up with in my mind was so insane and oh, so okay. just amazing that I would literally sit there and just read forums of other people's ideas about Team Fortress 2. Okay. Like, I was that into wanting to play it. Uh, when it came out, finally, I think games like Battlefield had really right. surpassed what was uh, great about Team Fortress. The whole okay. class-based, group-based, um, you know, Battlefield just did everything better with vehicles and just... It was just insanely fun to play. Mm-hmm. Um, so Team Fortress 2 came out, and I felt like everything was a little bit dumbed down. I felt like, sure, there was a lot to it, but you know, your, your heavy only had his chain gun, and your pyro only had his flamethrower and his pickaxe. Is that still true of that game? They added more weapons oh, as okay. time progressed, but in the initial release, it's like you had like your melee weapon and your primary weapon, and that was it. Okay, And a lot of classes didn't have much more other than that. I feel like Battlefield Heroes is like a direct competitor to that. Game. Oh, it is. It oh, okay. Is. All right. So uh, it was still a lot of fun. It looked great, but it was very simplified. Like, you know, one weapon, no vehicles, you know, just very, very simple. Um, what I think Brink does that is amazing is it takes that class-based system and makes it completely customizable uh, and hundreds of upgrades. So Brink is not like one character story? Like you can... No, there's a single player story. Is that class-based? I think so. I think it is, yeah. It's class-based Because you carry your experience through. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so you play through the single character campaign. That's intriguing. Your level moves with all modes. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's what they they did that in... uh, They tried to do that in the Tron game as well. Did they? Oh, did they? In the Xbox 360 game. I I like that because I am not a multiplayer... Like, I don't buy a game and play multiplayer immediately. I buy a game and like to play through the solo campaign. Yeah, I do too. And like that... That makes me feel like, oh, you're actually giving me credit for the fucking 18 hours I spent on this game. Because there are people that just put, like, take Call of Duty and they're like, all right, multiplayer. multiplayer. Here we go. Yeah. 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 Uh, So here's my question to you then. Mm -hmm. Did you change character types at all? No. I didn't know how. (laughs) I think you just went up to the computer and did it. That computer, there was like a computer in your. Oh, really? Yeah, I had no idea. I stayed as the Saboteur. We both did. Yeah. 
I stayed as a saboteur because I had no desire to change. Oh, okay. And I felt like that was maybe, I don't know, a flaw. It just, I, there was no, like, draw to the, I, I didn't feel like there was a real draw to the, to class types. Okay. I felt yeah. like the game played phenomenally. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like, yeah. no no doubting the AAA-ness of this game. Like, yes. Bethesda, right? Bethesda, yeah. And just, I mean, gorgeous game, played... Which you didn't say yet, but the the free running. Yeah, see, that's like I was. In, I, it's kind of interesting you guys didn't mention that right at the outset because oh. that's when the preview came out like a long time ago for X Play. That's what they talked about was free the, running and combat. The free running, the way I put it, is the free running gets completely out of your way. Yeah, yeah, it's mm-hmm. it's seamless in that you don't even. That's why we didn't mention it, you don't even think about it. Oh, but you know, okay. whereas in in most first person shooters, your guy either a can't jump mm-hmm. or he can jump maybe like an inch. Yeah. Um, here it's like here you can depending on your class probably, though, you do change on class yeah more like a a, a, a parkour runner would actually if yeah. he had a gun what he would be able to do okay. so it's not like everyone's doing backflips and shit off the wall no. but you can get down from a second floor built a Mirror's second edge. floor yeah and, uh, like, okay. and basically you know slide under things something? climb up ledges very very seamlessly um, so it makes the you and what I started doing because the guy we put we both played was the most nimble of them. Yeah. And what I started realizing was path. I'd start seeing paths that they clearly cut out for different classes. So, like, you would start running, and then, like... Because at the beginning, you would just run. Like, in any other game, you'd be, like, like running up the hallway, down the thing. And, like, you just ran, like, the path that it looked like. And then towards the end, I started seeing, like... I'd go up and launch over this thing and then come down and run up a wall and cross over. And, like, I started seeing what they were building out in the stages for people. Well, I am now highly confused by what the, the main mechanic of the game is. I feel like I really need to see a demo of this now. Like, yeah. on Xbox. I don't know if there's a main... It's, it's, it's Team Fortress with Mirror's Edge-style running. Mm-hmm. See, that's, a, like, you're describing a stew that I need to, like, taste some of just to get a... Uh, and the thing that I should, I should also point out is there's a, a massive selection of firearms. Yeah. Like, that are all completely customizable. See, I mean, no less than, I would say, 30. With the exception of, like, the heavy, right? Yeah. Like, was there any guns that the soldier could carry that I couldn't? I think I think so. Did we just I, not see them? Yeah, really? I think I was mainly using... I had two different submachine yeah, guns. One had, like, a larger magazine than the other. And um, one had a really insane rate of fire, where if I got up close on somebody, it was, like, ridiculous. Hmm. But it was very... Um, very group of, like... You couldn't do anything by yourself. Yeah. Essentially, like, I would be behind cover shooting and things like that, and I would be getting healed, and if I wasn't... Is the single-player campaign going to be co-op? Can you do co-op through the campaign? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Hmm. That would be cool. All right. It would be cool. Um, but I would also say that, and maybe... Oh, this is... It's getting released really soon, isn't it? I think like so. In a month or two. Yeah. I did notice some balance issues... Like, um, you guys did an escort mission. We were against each other, by the way, yeah. throughout the whole game. I didn't know it until the end of it, but yeah. we were not on the same team the entire time. Yeah. Um, there, you guys did an escort mission, and we completely locked you down in, a, in one room. Oh, yeah. We couldn't get out. You couldn't get out. And it wasn't through us being awesome. I just felt mm-hmm. like it was like a weird balance issue where like that uh, level didn't work that well yeah. with, it, with yeah, the it escort was... mission. It was, it was odd because they went, it was like... They went to a room, essentially, where it was completely walled off with a door in and a door out, and then two upper areas. And we, like we walked into guy. a wall of gunfire. Yeah. We <laughs> shot the guy down in the middle of the room, and then just, like, killed them over and over again. Just yeah. Yeah. continually shot and killed everybody that yeah, came there would the be no... That, it's the kind of game that I think will require a lot of actual usage of your headset mm-hmm. uh, and, and communication. You do need to talk, yeah. Yeah. 
Um, but, I mean, like, each class has, like, you know, the medic can have different abilities. Engineer can, like, build turrets and fix turrets that are part of the map. Okay. Mines, things like that. Saboteur. Could, like, Saboteur could, like, take over people, like, take their costumes and put them yeah. on. Or you could, uh, so you could look like an enemy class. Oh, okay. Or you could, um... Uh, jam their radios so they couldn't talk to each other. I yeah. was doing that one endlessly. Yeah, like, yeah. They, you can't communicate yeah, on the headset? Yeah. Block the headset. Cool. And there's also, there's different objectives for each class. Like, um... You can mark mines. Yeah, for instance, like, the saboteur is the only one who can get into this one room and me- mess with the communication array. And the engineer is the only one that can go in and plant this explosive in and, this one part of the map. And that was the thing, and mind you, none of us have played it, so we're all f- new to the game. That was the thing that was that was the hardest to get used to, was that there were mission points that you had to be doing. Because the game would just stall, essentially. Like, if you didn't start doing the mission points, the game would just kind of... Yeah. You're just, like, playing Deathmatch with no end. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. There's a timer on it, but it's, yeah. it was really long. It was, like, a 30-minute timer. It was a long one. So, like... The, I started realizing halfway through, I was like, oh, there's there's mission points that we're supposed to be doing here. And I started, like, doing them. Right. And then I think the team started catching on after a little bit. But That's common. They would just problem. kind of, like, flash up, and then they would just kind of go away. It was like, hey, go catch this thing and do it. A lot of people online are not hip to, like, objective-based multiplayer combat yet. Well, because yeah, could, we could have finished the game, like, in ten minutes. Like, if you, sure. if you ran through and just did it, like, you could, you could get the stuff done really quickly. Right. It's just that we ended up stalling into this, like, weird... Death match, and then the other one lasted so long because they ended up in the room of death that they could hmm. not get the guy through. Yep. And then so the whole match just ticked down on time. I am now like still hesitant about this game, but still equally as interested to see it. I wouldn't be hesitant, man. I mean, I liked it less than Ash, and I still liked it a whole hell of a lot. Yeah, well, I mean, like Bethesda, I've always been like on the fence with their games. Like, there's never like a free pass. See, I was starting to think about that. What games of Bethesda's put you on a fence? Because I don't know that I've played a bad Bethesda game. Well, I played Wet, and I don't think a lot of people did. I played it shortly. And, and I see, I finished. I mean, I finished the whole game. I really liked it, but I realized that a lot of people didn't like it, and I knew what the flaws were. Was that Bethesda made though, or just Bethesda? I don't know. I think it was Grin. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. They're they're yeah, out. They're yeah. Isn't Brink one hundred percent? Isn't this Bethesda Studio? Mm, no. All right, well, either way. Oh, no, it's not. It's, uh, we have his card. I can't remember the name of it right now. I can't remember the Blanking, name of it either. but Bethesda's Well, I guess publishing. if we're just talking about publishing, then, like, again, like, just based on what you're telling me, like, I still don't fully understand it. I'll just need to see it, and hopefully yeah. there'll be a demo soon that I can check out, but... I don't know that I walked away with this one thinking, like, man, Scott's gonna love this game. And yeah. I kind of walked away going, like, that's... It was a cool take on Team Fortress. Yeah. I want to see it. Interesting. Yeah. The pre-running was awesome. I, I left wanting to play again. So, yeah. like, I was, like, that weekend, I was, like... Yeah, we went I... to the after party, and you didn't touch it. You had multiple chances to play the game. Yeah, I was sort of in a weird place that night. That was a weird... That really? was a weird situation. There's just... I mean, like, when the time comes, there's probably going to be a lot of stuff competing for the dollars. Like, in May, I think there's a bunch of... Another set of games coming out in May. Like, there's a bunch coming out now, or in mm-hmm. the last week, and then there's a bunch coming out a month from now. So, it really just depends on what happens then. Yeah, um... Gotta yeah. give up a good week I for could, But I could, see, yeah. I could see this game being another one of those, like, you traded it in a couple and you bought it kind of thing. Yeah. Like, I don't know that it is straight up your eyes alley to, okay. like, buy it right away. Sure. Okay. But it was definitely polished enough and played well enough that if, if I were to happen upon it, you know, for yeah. a good price or something, I would definitely, cool. definitely play it. Well, I it's think... not lacking, put it that way. So I guess that takes care of PAX. So yeah, it's over. Is there uh, any like wrap up points you would you would bring to the game? Uh, like what what was your overall 
I absolutely, I loved it. I was, um, I didn't know what it was going to be like, and it reminded me kind of like my, some of my early Comic-Con memories before Comic-Con got to be this mega behemoth that it is. Um, They're saying almost 80,000 tickets, they think. Yeah? Really? That's the estimate for PAX. For the, for Prime? No, for what we were just talking about. Oh, really? They sold almost 80,000 people. Wow. But it was large, and it was, um, but it was a, you know, we met a lot of really cool people, um, a lot of really interesting people. We saw some of, the, I think, the best panels that we had ever seen, uh, or at least speaking for myself, that I had ever seen. Very eye-opening, good stuff. Um, in terms of organization, I thought it was really, really well put together. There weren't any times where I was like, you know, thinking security were a bunch of assholes, or they like treated Which, me like shit. Compared to Comic Con, like yeah, and they um, they they were great about that. So I, you know, if you like video games, there's like you know, I so pissed because I didn't get to go to the classic arcade. I didn't, get yeah. To go to, there were that stuff that I was going to do Sunday, and I didn't do. Yeah, so I mean, mm-hmm. like you could definitely spend all day there playing games for three days easily. So it it was great. All right. Anything else? I, I would say that, um, and this is something that's been echoed by the bigger people who have been to a lot more game conferences than I obviously have attended, but it definitely was neat. Okay, so like compared to something massive like Comic-Con, when you go to Comic-Con and I get excited about something that's on the floor, that's mm-hmm. like, uh, you know, Penny Arcade was actually at the floor at Comic-Con, which you wouldn't know it because no one was at their booth the entire time, you know, like, right. they'd get, like, a small line of, like, ten people, and then that would be, like, the biggest line they had. Yeah. But I would get excited about something like that, something cool and, like, smaller and different. I was like, oh, man, like, Melissa Gamago was there. Yeah. Selling stuff, and Melissa was like, oh, Gamago, we gotta go look at their stuff, you know. Stuff like that was cool, but the problem is that Warner Brothers would be there, and 200,000 people would be there trying to catch a glimpse of the True Blood cast, crowding, I mean, taking over, essentially, a corner of the entire expo center, you know, Mm -hmm. at Comic-Con. Whereas here, you know, there were not, it's not like there were no big players, like fucking Bethesda, Bioware, Warner Brothers, you know, massive Portal, Valve was there with Portal, Ellie Noir was there, and all those games had lines, but then as we said, Orcs Must Die, line Saturday and Sunday all day long like oh, okay. these indie companies these small companies doing stuff just like equal footing at PAX it felt like yeah. to everybody else you know mm-hmm. like maybe they didn't have the three hour line that LA Noir had yeah. but they still had attention it still was exciting like you'd go there and then you could just talk to anybody it wasn't even that we were media like you go to different places and the devs are just like hanging out they're just like hey what's yeah. up yeah. And you're like, oh, blah, blah, this game's awesome. Why did you do this? And they're like, they're like answering questions. Oh, and okay. Mm-hmm. It was very less guarded. It felt very much like we're all here to have fun. We're all here to play games. Like, just hang out, have a good time, mm-hmm. and we'll make sure everything's taken care of. And I think part of that is um, the video game industry is still, in the, in the terms of an industry, is still really in its infancy. Yeah. It's still like a baby, a baby, baby industry. So, like, the people that are... The celebrities of this industry, uh, yeah. you know, the Cliff Blazinski's, the Seth Killians, like, they're, in the, in the scheme of celebrity, they're... Still nobody. They're still nobody, yeah. you know? So they don't have, for the most part, this guarded... They still want to talk about their yeah. shit because they love uh, it. Okay. And they'll yeah. talk to you about it until they turn blue in the face because it's, they're passionate about it and they haven't been tainted by, like, you know, the Hollywood yeah, yeah, type yeah. thing yet. 
you are going to, in our lifetime, it is going to be where, like, the guy, the, the Cliff Blazinskis and the Seth Killians, they're going to be in their limousines. Getting bottle service. They are, the no, they yeah. are, because, yeah. like... Well, they already basically... Yeah, I'm just, but, like, they, you know, they, um, video games are already making more money than Hollywood right now. Right. And, you know, games are just becoming these these bigger, more expensive things. So yeah. the guys that make them are becoming celebrities. But, the, but the, joke, the joke I made, I think, at PAX was that, like, you know... We go to the Brink after party, and it's like G4 is getting fucking, like, special, you know, liquor service in, like, a hidden room that we weren't allowed to go into. But if all of us went to, like, a show at The Social, we'd all be fucking waiting in line to get a drink. You know, like, yeah. it's not like they're famous yet. It's, it's just, like, we're in... It's, it was the same at South by Southwest when I went to the tech part of South by Southwest, and there's, like, these internet famous people who are getting treated as if they're, like the most famous coolest people ever and yeah. they are somewhat now some of them have broken into yeah. that but it's like i at the same time i kept reminding myself and i told melissa this like a numerous times i was like yeah but in five days when it's the music festival i'm gonna be in the same line that fucking kevin rose is gonna be in to go see this show like sure, yeah he's not gonna be like oh kevin rose they're gonna be like i don't give a fuck get back in line yeah. like no one cares at that point you know yeah. so it's a weird it's still weird to be at something that centric because it is like things get elevated. To You're like weird popular statuses. in your own domain, but not yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Outside of the but domain. but at the same time, what felt cool about PAX versus even like South by Southwest or Comic Con is that it was very, like I said, it was just open. Like I felt like if I'd run into Tim Schafer on the floor, I could have had a 15 minute conversation. Sure. Oh yeah, you definitely could have. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't like weird. Like mm-hmm. it was just like that's what they were doing. Like they were yeah. like he played with Seth, you know, yeah, yeah. Killian on the floor because he was just there. Playing trying out games. Like, out. he just wanted to try out stuff. Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah. So, it, it was cool. Um, and run phenomenally well. Yeah, cool. And would go to any packs. All right, guys. Thanks for listening to episode 19. So, nice next team. week is a very special week. We, we should do something. Yeah. Dude, that pantsless episode 20. I was just thinking, like, a case or something. Uh, we we kind of could be pantsless. I mean, yeah. I don't like that's true. Yeah. It's not bad. Pantsless 20. What? Hot. Yeah. I added Spider-Man for 19 Yeah, mm, that's cool. I'm into Spider-Man. Awesome. Alrighty, well, uh, see you Thanks for listening, guys. Peace. Wow.